Shop at Acme and redeem your rewards points for free grocery items or discounts on gas at participating Exxon or mobile stations. Download the Acme mobile app or visit acmemarkets.com. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news update with Kathy Romano. Today is uh, Tuesday, 25th of July. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Authorities in Delaware County have charged a man nearly 50 years after the abduction and murder of 8-year-old Gretchen Harrington. 83-year-old David Zanstra of Marietta, Georgia, is charged in the 1975 murder of Harrington after an alleged confession to Pennsylvania State Police. Trooper Eugene Trey conducted the interview. He was relieved. It was like a weight lifted off of his shoulders, Trey said. Gretchen Harrington was abducted from Marpletown and her body was found two months later at the Ridley Creek State Park. Since 1975, the case has stayed cold. Uh, Zandra said uh, or has been charged with criminal homicide, murder of the first, second, and third degree, as well as kidnapping of a minor and the possession of an instrument of crime. Back in the 1970s, he was a pastor at a local church where Harrington was headed to attend summer Bible school when she went missing. Harrington would typically walk to Bible school with her sisters, but on August 15th, 1975, her youngest sister was just brought home from the hospital and Gretchen walked to school alone. Uh, District Attorney Jack Stolzheimer outlined Zandra's confession on Monday. He got her in the car drove her to a secure location, asked her to take off her clothes. She refused, he said. He beat her to death with his hands. Things turned in the case when an alleged victim of child sexual abuse uh, at the hands of Zandra came forward in January of 2023. The criminal complaint outlines disturbing details from the alleged victim. It includes journal entries detailing the abuse and alleging another classmate was nearly kidnapped days before uh, Harrington went missing. In it, she wrote, I think he may be the one who kidnapped Gretchen. I think it was Mr. Z. Who, uh, who wrote the, in the journal entry? Uh, this was another victim of his. Okay. And she came forward and uh, I guess, you know, gave that that uh, that journal and right. said that she thought it was him. Right. Uh, Zandra is waiving extradition to Pennsylvania. It will be some weeks before he arrives in Delaware County to judge. We're going to convict him. He's going to die in jail. Then he's going to have to find out what the God he professes to believe in holds for people who are evil to our children, said the DA. Uh, Zandra moved to a number of times after leaving Broomall shortly after the the murder living in California, Texas, and Georgia. Investigators are concerned that there may be more victims out there. Mm. A woman was found dead after authorities say was uh, an apparent bear encounter near Yellowstone National Park. The woman's body was discovered on Buttermilk Trail west of West Yellowstone, Montana on Saturday morning, according to the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks. According, uh, authorities said grizzly bears track uh, tracks were found near the scene uh, and an investigation is ongoing. ABC News confirmed the identity of the victim, 47 year old Amy uh, Adamson of Derby, Kansas. Adamson left her career as a teacher in 2015 and began backpacking across the United States and wrote a book about her adventures titled Walking Out, One Teacher's Reflection on Walking Out of the Classroom to Walk America. Every morning she'd get up, she'd walk, hike, or run. Running through the beauty of Yellowstone, she was almost in heaven. She died doing what she loved, her mother told Good Morning America. Citing human safety, the National Forest implemented an emergency closure at the Buttermilk area. The closure area is located about eight miles 
Hills from West Yellowstone. Last month, a 66-year-old man was killed by a bear in Arizona in what authorities say was highly unusual, unprovoked attack. In another bear-related incident, a 35-year-old sheep herder was attacked by a black bear in San Juan National Forest in Colorado on uh, July 11th. Now, the Montana Fish, Wildlife, and Parks uh, suggested people going outdoors in areas where there are bears should follow some precautionary steps, carry and know how to use bear spray, travel in uh, whenever possible, and plan to be out in the daylight hours, avoid, avoid carcass sites, watch for signs of bears such as uh, bear scat diggings, torn up logs, and overturned rocks, make noise, especially streams and in thick forests uh, where hearing and visibility are limited to alert bears of your presence and don't approach a bear. Kath, you sent me a video yes. on Instagram where this bear was charging this guy somewhere in the wilderness. Yeah, yeah, and uh, I mean, the bear's coming straight at him and the guy just puts his hands up and he's like, rah, rah, and the yeah. bear just turned and ran away, ran the other way. I yeah. mean, that doesn't always work. No, no. no. Sometimes. I mean, the bear was running full speed at this guy uh-huh. and it, I think Oof. there was, it seemed like there was a group of people or a small yeah. group of people. <laughs> just bring Gary Busey with you. Bring the Busey. That will scare away any... Woodland creatures. Yeah. The clock is ticking as the deadline to reach a new contract to avoid a UPS strike nears. Associations broke down earlier this month and unionized workers have been holding rallies and practice pickets across the country. The Teamsters, which represents more than half of the company's workforce, will resume talks with UPS today. That leaves less than a week to come to an agreement before the current contract expires at the end of the day on Monday, July 31st. The union authorized a strike and Sean O'Brien, a fiery leader elected last year to lead the union has vowed to do so if their demands aren't met. We're sending a message. All 340,000 of our members are united and ready to fight, O'Brien told the Associated Press at a practice picket on Friday in Atlanta where UPS is based. You can practice picketing? Yes, I guess no. so, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> I know. UPS is... Seems kind of simple. Yeah. Yeah. UPS is... And one and two. <laughs> UPS's unionized workers uh, still see about a contract they feel were they were forced uh, was forced on them in 2018 and say the company delivers millions more packages every day than it did just five years ago. Uh, the Teamsters are calling for better pay, particularly for part-time employees and improved working conditions. If negotiations are unsuccessful, the deliveries that Americans have come to rely on, particularly since the pandemic began in 2020, could be vastly disrupted. Such an impasse hasn't been since 19. 19- uh, 97, well before delivery of everyday items from dog food to prescription drugs became the norm when a walkout by 185,000 workers crippled UPS. Kathy, is there a potential solution here where the writers and actors drive for UPS <laughs> and the oh. UPS drivers become actors and writers? See, they could do each other's jobs. Yeah. <laughs> the 24 million packages UPS ships on an average uh, day amounts to about a quarter of all U.S. parcel volume, according to the global shipping and logistics firm Pitney Bowes. A UPS, uh, as UPS puts it uh, the equivalent to of about six percent of the nation's gross domestic product. So uh, that's next Monday. We'll see what happens in sports this morning. The Phillies lost to the Baltimore Orioles 3-2 last night at the ballpark. 
Colton Kowser hit a tie-breaking double in the ninth inning after helping to throw out the potential go-ahead run in the eighth, leading the Orioles to the win. Nick Castellanos and Kyle Schwerber drove in runs for the Phils, who have lost five out of their last six. The series continues tonight. Taiwan Walker will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 6.40. After missing out on Lionel Messi, Saudi team Al-Hilal made a record bid of $332 million for Kylian Mbappe, which could see the French striker join Cristiano Ronaldo in the Oil Rich Kingdom. But sources report that Mbappe might not be interested. The 2018 World Cup winner is in a contract standoff with PSG after his decision, decision to not take up the option of a 12-month extension on his deal. Instead, he plans to walk away as a free agent at the end of the upcoming season when he's expected to join Real Madrid. And at the Women's World Cup, the American women open the tournament with a 3-0 win over Vietnam. The next match is scheduled for 9 o'clock tomorrow night when they'll take on the Netherlands at Wellington Stadium in New Zealand. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. Welcome you back, everyone here in this room from a long weekend. We have a series of long weekends that are coming up for the summer. Something we started doing a few years ago, but uh, we're happy to be here on a Tuesday. And we begin one of the easier things that happens with these shorter weeks is your order of the week prize is only four mm. letters, and it's much easier to win. So we are going to have a pair of Great Seeds VIP passes and PRS guitar signed by Godsmack. Cool. Uh, for the show. It's Godsmack and Stained this Friday at the Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. So the first letter is coming up at the end of today's program, and we'll make sure that you are aware of all that uh, throughout the week, so get set for that. Uh, we do have a guest who's on the program today. It will be Mr. Uh, Chef Brian Duffy. Mr. Chef Brian <laughs> Duffy. Chef Brian Duffy. Chef Mr. Yeah. Brian Duffy. One of the other ways. Uh, but the Food Network's Barbecue Brawl uh, Season 4 is coming up, and uh, he's going to be here in our studio to talk nice. a little bit about that. Terrific. Other food things and whatnot. So we have that going on. We have um, a big week as well. Uh, we've got the Wrexham versus Union game. That's right. Coming up on Friday. Yes. So that's exciting stuff. Uh, our buddy Rob is going to be back in town. And, uh, you know, he says the cast of It's Always Sunny is going to be in for that. We'll see. We'll have to, I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk to Rob leading up to that in preparation for this whole thing. And we also have the Presidency Belly Flop Championship on the 3rd next week. So we got a couple of weeks of some really cool events on the way. All the details about this stuff available, <clears throat> excuse me, at WMMR.com. We are still looking. I think we're still taking submissions for the belly flop. No? Uh, oh, well it's done. over. Uh, and then right, on Sunday. There you go. We're good. We're, we're filled right. up. We're ready to go. Now we just need you to attend, and we're going to be at Valley Beach, Valley Forge Casino Resort next Thursday. Not this Thursday, but next Thursday, and we'll make sure that you're aware of all that. So uh, other than that, we got stuff to give away and things to talk about. Let's take a break. Come back in a second, and we'll do the entertainment report and the stupid question when we get back. So hang out, please. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order. But it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system. Streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Get social with Preston and Steve. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And coming soon to OnlyFans. I'm kidding. Football's back. And this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash for 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. 
Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in and discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Let's give something away. We have a stupid question prize of a $50 Metro Diner dining card. And the question I, the question I posed to you is, I mentioned earlier, Wrexham AFC is playing the Union on Friday. What does AFC stand for? Uh-huh. In the name, 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer to that. All right. Wrexham AFC, playing the Union on Friday. Our buddy Rob McElhenney, owner of the club, uh, is going to be in town. And I need to know if you know what AFC stands for. 215-263-WMMR. Today is the 25th day of July. There's only a few celebrity birthdays to mention. And we'll start with Matt LeBlanc. Joey of Friends turns 56 years old today. Very, you know what? Uh, I dismissed him early on as just a pretty boy. And he's comedically very adept. Yeah, yeah. And you know what? It's interesting. Those guys, the, the guys of the uh, the show have had a hard time shaking those characters and going oh, yeah. on to having a career. The ladies have had no problem. He uh, he had a, actually had a sitcom that ran for three seasons, I think. Yeah. Uh, Man with a Plan. Yeah. And he also had a, a sitcom that was basically him. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, and it was great. What was the name of that show, Kate? Joey, right? Wasn't it? Uh, well, it was no. Joey was the NBC no, one that no, ep- right after Friends. Episodes. Episodes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. He played Matt LeBlanc on episodes. Uh, so he turns 56 today. Uh, we also have Iman, the model and actress and widow of David Bowie. Uh, she is 68 years old today. She's in uh, Star Trek The Undiscovered Country. She plays a shapeshifter. Oh, really? She's a very exotic look about her. Interesting. Yeah. Um, then we have uh, a woman named Louise Brown. Louise Brown was the world's first test tube baby. Oh. Ah. And Louise turns 45 years old today. That's wild. I remember them and that whole thing was going down. How I do too. And I remember yeah. how controversial it was and that we're, you know, uh, taking God out of the equation. Yeah. And it was, it was very controversial because it was science on, a, on another level. But what was the difference between um, test tube babies and uh, in vitro fertilization. I think that's what it is. The same thing. It's the same thing. I can't believe that it was uh, just five or uh, forty-five years ago. Know. Do you know what I mean? Like yep. it seems like it's been so it could happen forever. Yep. So she is uh, forty-five, the world's first. Uh, we also have uh, Jim McCarty, who is a drummer for the Yardbirds, and turns eighty years old today. Also, the band Box of Frogs and co-founder of Renaissance. I'm not familiar with Renaissance. You know, I don't know Box. Do I know Box of Frogs? No. No. It sounds okay. delicious, though. Okay. Yeah. So. Uh, so he turns 80 years old today. Uh, Chuck's son, Spencer, turns 17 oh. today. Oh, my gosh. And then the last birthday I wanted to mention is my mom's birthday. Oh. 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 Yeah. Gloria is 86 years old today. So 86. Wow. Happy birthday, Mom. Love you. 
This is a great song, by the way. It is. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question this morning. Wrexham, AFC, what does AFC stand for? And we are going to go to Nick to see if we can get the answer. Hey, Nick, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? Awesome. Nick, I need to know what the AFC stands for in Wrexham AFC, please. Association Football Club. You are correct. <laughs> very, very good. Hang on, Nick. Going to set you up at $50 Metro Diner Dining Card. Metro Diner has launched a summer of waffles, an entire season devoted to the savory sweet breakfast classic. Uh, Earn a dining discount and prizes by taking a summer waffle staycation at your local Metro Diner. And you can visit MetroDiner.com for details. Steve, you should do a summer waffle staycation. You're going to do that. All right, so the entertainment report. We're going to start with, uh, there's an an interview that was done with uh, Matt Damon, um, and apparently he and Ben Affleck have a friendship for the ages, and on a recent episode of Who's Talking to Chris Wallace, the Oppenheimer star detailed how his friendship changed following the death of his father in 2017. He said, after my dad died, I uh, said, and Ben was very, very close with him, he said, it changed something in us, I think. He said, um, you start to see the end game, and you start to feel like, I want to make every second count. I don't want to fritter away any time anymore. I and he said, you. And I want to kiss He also said, and I want to kiss you. I want to kiss you. And uh, he said, I was watching, he was watching Get Back, the documentary about the Beatles. And he said it reminded him of Ben. He said at the end, they're playing on the roof in London. And it says that this is the last time that they ever played together live. And it made me so sad because you look at them and they're so happy at the time. uh And that inspired him to reach out to Ben and to start planning more projects together. He said, I called him and I said, look, man, uh, we're real. We were talking about doing this and it's like it's been 25 years or something since Goodwill Hunting. What are we doing? And he said, you know, we both kind of uh, hit the lottery. Why aren't we working together more often? And uh, that got them kind of back on track. It's good. Uh, They started their own production company and uh, have been in films uh, such as The Last Duel and Air together. And so, uh, yeah, it's a good thing they came back around and started partnering up again. Um, In a recent interview with the Washington Post, Tiffany Haddish revealed that she has recently suffered her eighth miscarriage. Yeah. Yeah. She said, I've got a uterus that's shaped like a heart. And she said, it just won't keep anything in. Uh, she went on to explain her reason for keeping these experiences private, uh, saying that she doesn't want people saying, are you okay? Are you all right? Like a wounded animal, I would just rather go in a cave by myself and lick my wounds, she said. Mm. But eight, that is uh, that is a oh, whole I, lot of miscarriages, right? There, there were a couple of miscarriages between myself and my older brother. I think two or three. Yeah. Um, yeah, but eight is a lot, a tremendous amount, especially, you know, to keep trying. And, and uh, after having that many issues, that's, uh, that's gotta be a really, really difficult scenario. Uh, Naomi Watts, uh, detailed her experience going through menopause. We'll stay in the uh, general universe area. Generals and stuff. Yeah. Um, no, and she's only 36 years old. It's, um, it's early, right? I, I believe yeah, so, God, right? Yes. Yeah. Wait, have you heard of early menopause before? 
Yeah. I was talking with a friend about it this weekend. I'd never heard that, and there's a name for it, Kathy. Um, it might just be called early menopause or premature menopause. But wait, she's only 36? Yeah, and the, and the person that I was talking with, Casey, is also late 30s, and I had never heard of that happening for somebody uh, so young. Nick, they say it happens in a lot of younger women who lie about their age. So, oh. yeah, yeah. Casey, I'm not sure how old she is now, but maybe this happened when she turned 36. Okay. Yes, yeah. it could be it. I was going to say, there's no way. I think <laughs> she and I are closer in age together. Um, So she was uh, being interviewed okay. by Hello Magazine and uh, it was on Monday and the I Heart Huckabee's actress said she felt like she was spiraling out of control at the time. Wow. Uh, she said going through menopause at such a young age was not easy, especially during a time when there was so little information about it. Mood swings, night sweats, and migraines. I was feeling like I was spiraling out of control. Uh, she also believes the experience of menopause hasn't been adequately portrayed on the big screen, she said, and she looks forward to changing that. So I truly believe that if menopause had been such an off-limits topic when I first started experiencing my symptoms, I would have had an easier transition. So she is, yeah, she's 54 years old. Okay. Days, years so. ago this happened. But she went through it uh, at a very, very early age. Mm. At 36, was not aware this, of that. This woman that I was speaking with over the weekend said it completely changed her sex life. The way that she uh, engaged in sexuality, the way that um, she, quote-unquote, crossed the finish line, all of that changed following early menopause. And how old was she when she... Uh... Uh, late 30s, Steve. Huh. Wow. Yeah, and, and, and she's my age now. She's did 48. She, did you say in what way it changed? Uh, yes, she was very graphic in her description, so I'll be delicate. But, um, yes, yeah, the... The way that she received pleasure and, and the act in which uh, she oh. received pleasure, all of that, that completely changed from before and after. Well, I was just curious if, if she had a lower uh, appetite for sex after that. I, don't, I didn't ask her that question. I don't okay. know. But like, right. the way that she, yeah, the, her, her big O's. That, that kind of used to be the... The rumor the, the was usual, that, yeah, that you lose yeah. your sex drive after you, menopause. I remember there, there videos going through. Through. Do you remember that? No. I do remember that, yeah. Um, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, sang Cillian Murphy's praises in a recent interview with People. Uh, the Iron Man actor detailed the lengths that Murphy went to in order to portray J. Robert Oppenheimer in Oppenheimer. Uh, he said, I've never witnessed a greater sacrifice by a lead actor in my career. That's saying a lot. Yes. Uh, he said he knew that it was going to be a behemoth ask when Chris called him, referring to director Christopher Nolan. I mean, he watched Mark Ruffalo put on 1,100 pounds to play the Hulk. Yeah. He, no, that wasn't that was CGI. That was not real. What? He said, <laughs> but I think that he also had the humility that is required to survive playing a role like this. He recalled Murphy declining invitations to spend time with the cast in order to prepare for the prepare for the role. And he said, we'd be like, hey, uh, we got a three-day weekend. Maybe we'll go antiquing in Santa Fe. What are you going to do? <laughs> he said, oh, I have to learn 30,000 words of Dutch. Have a nice time. <laughs> uh, but he said, but that's the nature of the ask when yeah. you're taking on a role like that. He's apparently like in every second of film case. Yeah, basically. I'm, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, yeah. yeah. I feel like... Uh, yeah, except for the explosion, <laughs> right? He's not. He's not. He's not in the explosion. No, he, he is in it quite a bit. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, apparently it was a lot of work to pull off that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a long movie. I mean, it's about three hours. Yeah. Wow. wow. People reports that Julian Sands' cause of death has been deemed undetermined four weeks after the actor's body was discovered by hikers on Mount Baldy in California. 
An officer for the San Bernardino County Sheriff's Department said that this ruling is due to the condition of the body, and this is common when dealing with cases of this type. He went missing in January after going hiking on the mountain. They only just found him a little while ago. Right, so right. Obviously, so, his body's going to be in a very poor condition. That's, so he loved to go hiking by himself, yes. something he enjoyed. He was doing that, apparently, when he died, but we don't know, and we'll probably never know exactly what caused it. Yeah, was it a fall? Was it an animal yeah. attack? Was it the elements? Uh, you know, exposure, any of that stuff, so they're going to try and figure out what happened. Uh, People reports that Pete Davidson will be required to complete 50 hours of community service after the Saturday Night Live alum crashed his car into a Beverly Hills home earlier this year. Uh, Davidson will also be required to complete 12 hours of traffic school. Traffic school? Uh, 12 hours, man. Okay. Yeah. Okay, why? I mean... I, it's part of, it's part of the it, punitive thing. It, it was probably out of um, uh, his, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, his neglect. He probably you right. know, caused this. He had this accident. It's, Not unless the house ran out in front of him. Yeah. All right. I just have never heard of that before. When yeah, those are that. accidents and stuff like that. Occasionally, yeah. I, this is part of the, the plea bargain. Maybe he, if he was he could deemed, have gotten a worse uh, sentence. Yeah, maybe if he was deemed at fault you know, yeah. for, yeah. for doing it, you've got to face some kind of... Um, Okay. Uh, repercussions. Uh, the Bupkis star is allowed to complete his community service in New York at the New York City Fire Department, where his father Scott worked as a firefighter before passing away on September 11th, 2001. Well, that's uh, pretty cool. The New York City Fire Department said in a statement, as a son of a 9-11 hero, we would be happy to provide Mr. Davidson the opportunity to do his required community service. It sounds like they won't make him do anything. Not a lot. Yeah, he'll just hang out. Did you know anybody who ever uh, had to do community? Uh, Yeah, me. Did you? Yeah. How long? Uh, I had to do, I had to do oh, like right. 20 some odd hours at the Jewish Center for the Aged. Right. Uh, and I worked in the, uh, in the kitchen. Okay. Scrubbing pots and pans. That was pretty much it. Any fun to it at all? Any, no. Uh, yeah. No, not in the slightest. Did you learn how to make matzah? No, except for there were a couple of guys that worked, uh, in the, in, in the kitchen. And this was, uh, when hip hop was still forming. All and, right. And these guys could rap. Oh, cool. <laughs> and so I would, <laughs> and, and they were they were rapping about where they worked, which was the JCA. You know, uh-huh. get on down to the JCA and all the stuff they were throwing in JCA. It could have been an eighties movie, uh, which was it, it was yeah. it was the nineteen eighties. Yeah. I got busted for having an open container of beer. Uh, you weren't I, underage, were you? Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Electric Boogaloo Shalom. You yeah. know what? And you know what's funny about that is we were just outside. Uh-huh. Hanging outside in uh, in a neighborhood in front of somebody's house, and a cop pulled up, and everybody ran. <laughs> and I was taught not to run from the police. I'm going to yes. do the right thing. So here. I'm doing the right thing. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stay here. And I thought, and listen, I knew I was it was illegal, but I thought the cop would be cool, right? And yeah. go look, get rid of this, get out of here, <laughs> dude. But he's like, no, I have to do this. No, and you I'm don't. Like, Come on, man. Those other guys ran. Everybody ran. He did the yeah. right thing. Oh, and I man. went to the JCA. <laughs> But he would deputize you. Right, right. My first attempt. Cover me. You've got the stuff we're looking for, <laughs> young man. Let's go those guys. <laughs> Here's a gun. Cover. <laughs> oh, wait. Here, what? cover me. Here's a gun. Cover me. You know how to use a shotgun. <laughs> <laughs> something similar happened to me in, in, in my first detention ever. I came clean about something that dozens of students did. You had honor. I had honor. And, and, so, and I remember vividly this girl, Donna, in my class, she came clean about something earlier in the year, and the teacher praised her 
boys and girls. Donna did not have to blah, 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 blah. Right, right. And I was like, okay. Did you get that same treatment? No! No! Got detention! It was out of a bitch. A dog, a dog came into the schoolyard, stole a Cabbage Patch doll out of a girl's hand, <laughs> and then ran. And the whole it's student, insane. the whole student body chased after the dog, and we we ended up running off of school property. And I mean, there were dozens of kids who did this. What they right. do to the dog? Nothing. Shot they, it. So, <laughs> but when they asked who in this classroom ran after the dog, I stood up. I said, "Mrs. McFadden, I did." And she said, "Okay, you got you attention. little brown nose." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got detention. I got detention. Yeah. Anybody After else school? mess up? Nobody! See, what should have happened <laughs> is you should have gotten detention, all right? Uh, and then everybody else, because nobody else stepped forward, they should have suspended the entire yeah. class. Yeah. It's going to happen, you little jerk off. Yeah. We're going to be cooking for Jewish people for the next 10 years. God. All right, well, anyhow. Ugh. Pete Davidson had to do community yeah. service. Mm-hmm. Uh, TMZ reports that Tom Brady may be moving on with another supermodel. Don't worry, gang. Yeah. He's found another supermodel. Oh, it's okay. God. The guy has a pretty good dating record. After Giselle Bunchen, according to the outlet, the NFL star spent the entire weekend with Arena Shake. Uh-oh, that's wow. Bradley Cooper's ex. Wait, that is correct. They have, they have a daughter together named Leah Desane. Desane. All right, so the Kim Kardashian stuff that was just, they were just at the same party? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Source claims that Munchen is not happy about the reports that the pair are dating. However, another source close to the taxi actress told the outlet, why wouldn't she be happy for Tom? She divorced him. It is helpful for, to her freedom that he moved on. Isn't it funny how they, they're... They stay in this bubble, this dating yeah. bubble. I mean, she like dated uh, Leo before, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yep. come on. I mean, you know, that's kind of it's the way. Do what uh, Tiger Woods did and date a Perkins waitress now and then. <laughs> they didn't date. Well, I think they just banged. We don't know. Could have been involved. Maybe. Uh, Game of Thrones creator George R.R. Martin addressed the joint SAG after WGA strike in his latest blog post. Um, He said, I joined the WGA in 1986 and have been through several strikes with them. Uh, We made gains in all of them, but some issues are more important than others. And this year's strike is the most important of my lifetime. An unnamed producer was quoted last week as saying the AMPTP strategy was to stand fast until writers started losing their homes and apartments. Yeah. Give you a hint of what we are facing. He said, no one can be certain where we go from here, but I have a bad feeling the strike will be long and bitter. Hmm. I read an industry insider take on this. I was telling Casey about this that shed some light on what the impasse is here. So as the actors and writers are all trying to determine your views and how that relates relates to their percentage of payment and so on and so forth. The movie companies and the producers and the and the the, the head honchos are very protective of the information for numbers and things of that nature, Preston, mm-hmm. because they can say our show's a hit. But if they actually have to provide the data, then stockholders and shareholders of these various companies can see that some of the stuff they've been saying might not be true. Right. So they don't want all that information to get out, but that's exactly the information the writers and the actors need to determine their rate of pay. So while they're trying to put some hype behind something that really may not be performing as well as they exactly. say it, I gotcha. yeah. yeah, they want to hide that info. Interesting. Uh, but he added that uh, his overall deal with HBO was suspended on June 1st, but he still has plenty to do and is one of the lucky ones. Is he in any way connected to House of Dragons? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What absolutely. about Home Improvement? That, uh, I think he is the inspiration for Home <laughs> yeah, Improvement. Absolutely. I don't think he wrote it, but I think oh. it was about his life. He's John Stamos, essentially. Yeah. Uh, Entertainment Tonight reports that the second season of Star Trek Strange New Worlds will feature a musical episode. Which is interesting. Uh, Paramount Plus dropped the teaser trailer over the weekend to give fans a glimpse of the USS Enterprise crew singing and dancing. So they've already done a uh, a thing where they all become different characters in sort of a medieval play. Yep. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this is par for the course. Uh, the episode titled Subspace Rhapsody will be released on the streaming platform on August 3rd. So I am watching the second season. I loved the first season. Second season, not so much. Uh, okay. Yeah. I hope they uh, pull it back around. Uh, Alf, in news for Casey, Alf <laughs> is making a comeback. What? Ryan, Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> Is reviving the classic oh TV God. show. Can you believe that? Yeah. My best buddy. Ran from 1986 to 1990. Wow. Uh, it will be through sponsored segments as part of a deal with Fubo and his Maximum Effort. Okay. Uh, it will premiere on Maximum Effort this Saturday uh, in the channel's first series of Maximum Moments with ALF creator Paul Fusco. Okay. Uh, Ronald said, at Maximum Effort, we love taking risks and blurring the lines between shows and sponsorship because we believe both can be equally entertaining. <laughs> besides, uh, he says, besides my irrational love of Alf growing up, one of the reasons we licensed this show was precisely because Paul Shout, uh, Paul Shout Studios and our intrepid band brand uh, partners, he said. Is he the perfect man for you, Ken? He is for I, him. Yeah, I mean, he's a, he's a little tall, but, uh, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean, I'll take it. Yeah. Uh, it's funny. I uh, my mom was. I saw her. The, she was wearing like a like and her like um, <laughs> her going to bed outfit, and she and, looks like Alf. No, oh. I was like she looked like Raquel Akmonik. <laughs> that means nothing to you guys. That's Trevor's <laughs> wife. You know, Alf's next door neighbors, and she thought it was the funniest thing because we were such an Alf, Alf household. She was a big Alf fan oh, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean. She, dude. She on her bed. As a almost 76-year-old woman has two stuffed animals. One is a fozzy bear, and the other one is an elf. <laughs> On her bed right now, what? as we speak. I'm curious. What is your mom's going-to-bed outfit? <laughs> Just think of a, what a 76-year-old woman like a, night, like a nightgown? Like, uh, well, like a nightgown, but with a uh, a robe over it, okay. or slippers. And pumps? Oh. Yeah. All right. All right. Hey, Casey, you know how old Alf is? Uh, 653 years old. Well, in this little preview, it said over 300. Okay. Yeah, I didn't know he was that old. So the marathon will feat marathon will feature episodes of Alf along with Maximum Effort Channel's original podcast, the Podcast. I assume they're just rerunning the old episodes. I thought this they were producing. Production, yeah, I thought they were doing some new stuff for the for the for the commercials, but I don't know. It the, seems kind of vague yeah, there, here. There are commercials, yeah. but I, I I assume they're just running the old episodes of that show. The only people that I I've ever seen had a career before and or after was the lady who played Raquel Akmonik. That was uh, Jerry Seinfeld's mom. Right. And then uh, uh, Kate's mom was Mira. Uh, Ann Mira. Is that her name? Yes. Yeah. Ann Mira. She was since passed. Th- those are the and only still two- his mother. Yeah. Those are the only two. But the dad got to smoke crack with strangers. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, what was his name? 
Max, Max Wright. Wright yeah. Yeah, Remember that was, picture? <clears throat> there was a video of him yeah. <clears throat> smoking crack, cocaine. <laughs> the crack house. In a hotel. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, yeah, that was sad to see. Uh, Alf aired <laughs> on NBC from September 22nd, 1986, March 24th, 1990. Was crack currency on Melmac? Uh, case? No, uh, cat juice. Okay, cat juice. The title character, Alf, but his real name was Gordon Shumway, uh, crash lands in the garage of the suburban middle-class Tanner family. <laughs> uh, the series starred Max Wright, Ann Sheedon, Andrea Elson, and Benji Gregory. Yep. And fine. Alf was performed by puppeteer Fusco, who co-created the show with Tom Patchett. I do find it funny that they, they called him Alf, and he was like, my name's Gordon Shumway, and they're like, okay, Alf. Like, <laughs> they just called him Alf on the show. I mean, like, he he has a name. <laughs> it's, it's respect, please. Yeah, it's you know, bugged me ever man. since, Steve. <laughs> ever since 1980. No, you are passionate about this show. The fact that Ryan Reynolds is equally as passionate is amazing. And then finally, on Sunday, Cher announced in an Instagram post she is launching her own line of gelato. Oh. She wrote, "Fans, this is real." <laughs> if I could make gelato. The Believe singer, who is 77, posted a short video to Instagram showing off a bright orange-pink ice cream truck featuring black and white photos of herself enjoying a cone and the brand's name, Sherlato, is featured on the side in bright blue letters. I finally get gelato. I had gelato during my vacation time. Real gelato. A man's gelato. It's really good. Mm -hmm. I had inferior gelato prior. Super rich. Yes, exactly. Uh, Now I want Sherlato. She said, yep, this is real. I'm launching my gelato. Watch out, L.A. And she teased uh, before signing off that there's more to come. In the singer's original post, she shared that this has been a long time in the making. She said, all started five years ago, and now it's finally happening. On the official Sherlato Instagram, mm-hmm. the first post revealed that Cher collaborated with New Zealand-based ice cream company uh, Giappo, known for making ice creams in a gluten-free facility to bring her gelato to life. Does she have Sjogurt? I don't think so yet. Uh, the ice cream will be making its initial appearance in Los Angeles with a focus on local ingredients. She said, we partner with local farmers and artisans who share our passion for quality and sustainability. So that's according oh. to the Sherlato Instagram. If you're a share, what would you move on next? Would it be Shake and Shakes? Uh, uh, shake and eggs. Chocolate. Steak and eggs. Oh, oh. I was thinking chocolate covered shakes. Me too. I was thinking <laughs> shakes. Yeah. Uh, I, I might try a Sherlato. Yeah, I, I would have to. I mean, in, any kind of gelato I would yeah. sample at any point in time. All right, let's do the clips. Oh, you send the clip. Oh, yeah, we got him. Okay. That was quick. <laughs> By the way, Casey is cradling his Alf doll. Wait, uh, oh, my God, where did this come from? Adorable. stuffed animal as we're doing this. Good Omens returns this week for its second season. And it is treading on new ground after running out of source material. Here, star Michael Sheen Mm. talks about continuing the story beyond the pages of the book. Well, we'd always known from the beginning of season one that there was more story that Neil and Terry Pratchett had had worked out. They just hadn't written it down. But they had developed the storylines and the possibilities for the characters quite far. So we were always aware that there was more story to come. But we never assumed, I mean, we just thought that it was going to be the episode episodes of series one and that would be it what the hell are you talking about 
Uh, Good Omen season two begins streaming on Prime Video Friday. I love that guy. Michael He's great. Sheen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, it's well, funny in those in the underworld movies, he was like a like a sexy badass. Yeah. And here he is, never playing that part again. Steve, what was the movie or the the show where he was the serial killer in jail? Oh, oh it was. And his son was an investigator. It was very good. Uh, I love Prodigal loved Son. Prodigal Son. And Prodigal. it stopped. And it stopped. It was a great show. Bastards. Too bad. Next clip. Here we go. War Pony tells the story War Pony. of dude, seriously, <laughs> seriously, War Pony. <laughs> seriously, back off, War Child. Seriously, back off, War Pony. Seriously, it's enough sugar cubes for everyone. <laughs> War, War, War Pony tells the story of two young men living on the Pine Ridge Indian Reservation in South Dakota. And then this clip writer Franklin Sue Bob talks about uh, trying to portray reservation life authentically in the movie. Here we go. That's really what I want is just for the authenticity to be felt more than anything. Because in a lot of Native films, it's either the poverty porn or it's it's about one topic or it's about one dilemma. It's not about everything. And that's what this film gives you is everything. You know what I mean? And this is that I lived in. Having sex with a whore. Oh, oh. yikes. <laughs> Back off War Pony. Back off War Pony. Seriously. Seriously. Back off War Child. Seriously. All right, so War Pony up in the theaters on Friday. I was playing golf yesterday, and me and the guy that were riding the car together just kept saying that over and over. <laughs> Back off War Child. Seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is the last bit in the entertainment report. Hey, I failed to mention that uh, today's Tattoo Tuesday. Yes, it oh. is. So we have your opportunity to win a Preston and Steve show themed tattoo. It's a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. Uh, if you'd like to check out their artwork samples, go for it. FloatingWorldTattoos.com. Or you can check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. But text word tattoo to 39333. And we'll see if you win before the end of the program. All right, let's take a break. Come back in just a moment or two and uh, hang out on this Tuesday morning. We'll be back in a sec, all right? It's MMR's Local Shots. Artists of the Month. Hailing from right here in Philadelphia, it's Nick Perry and the Underground Thieves. I want to be free. Hear them on the air every Wednesday at 6.30 with your host, Brent Porsche. Search local shots right now at WMMR.com for even more exceptional local music. Brought to you by Family and Company Jewelers. Find a band that rocks her world at Family. And the station that's always supported Philly's music scene. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Uh, a little later on this morning, Chef uh, Brian Duffy uh, from Food Network is going to be stopping in today, talking about the barbecue brawl, which is coming up. Um, I mentioned uh, at the beginning of that segment, at the beginning of this segment, uh, the Word of the Week prize. Now, last week's Word of the Week prize was this set up at the Pocono uh, Raceway. Yes. And the event that was taking was like a Pocono 400. Um, you know, it was like a VIP, you know, uh, the, the great seats and pit passes and all that stuff. And I'm sure that parking passes probably came along with that, too. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> they did. They did. Okay. Well, yeah, there was some sort of like, uh, I don't know if it was preferred parking or an area, yes, where you could park. So, 
Kathy's dad went to Pocono Raceway this past weekend. Did he have the VIP preferred parking? So he he did. He had whatever that parking was where you could go. Uh, now, before I tell you the story. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, yes. Before I tell you the story, uh, it was the largest crowd that they've seen since 2010. I don't know. They don't normally release numbers, apparently, for uh, NASCAR. But uh, they said it was the largest crowd that they've seen since 2010. And my dad said, even with the preferred parking, like, it was crazy how many cars were there. So those NASCAR. NASCAR events, you can you're talking about a hundred thousand people. It, 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 they can get into the six figure range easily. It becomes yeah. it becomes a city unto itself. Yeah, it's just insane how many people attend that event. Those yeah. events. Mm-hmm. So my dad, who uh, you know, seventy eight years old, he went with a friend, and um, you know, my dad's very active, and you guys right. know he rides bikes, walk, like, whatever. He's all over the place, so he was fine. But um, when they got there, uh, instead of walking, they still had to walk a pretty far distance, even though they got you know this parking. Um, so there was a, a guy in a golf cart who was kind of picking up some people who, you know, may need a ride to their right. seat. So that's what they did. They, they got a ride to their seats. And um, my dad said that the tickets were awesome. Seats were awesome. They, he said when, when all the cars started, uh, he's I'm like, did you wear ear protection? He's like, no, that's what I went for. He's like, that was the best part. <laughs> he's like, I screamed at the top of my lungs because I was so excited. He goes, nobody could hear me. Like, that, uh-huh. he said it was so loud. Um, but he just he just loved it. Him and his friend absolutely loved it. Uh, did the whole experience. And then, you know, the race ends and it was... Was you know in the evening, and so now it's time to go back to the car. So He's clinically can, deaf at this point, <laughs> right? So that they can. Well, I said to him, I go because it came also. Yeah. With, you could go get these headsets and like listen to different things. And he's like, Nah, you know, his friend, you know, couldn't really walk over to where it was. It was a bit of a distance. So right. my dad's like, Nah. He's like, We loved it. That's why we were there. Uh, so it's, it's over, and so they they go to um, they're walking out towards the the parking lot as to where they they parked, and um, they found the guy uh, or one of the guys who was in. Like, like the golf cart shuttling people, you know, to their cars. So said, hey, can we, we get a ride? The guy's like, yeah, sure. He said, let me see your tickets. I need to see, you know, where you were parked. So they show them, they, they tell the guy, you know, which lot they were in or whatever it was. The guy takes them, <laughs> drops them off and leaves, right? And so there's 100,000 plus cars, people, all of that. They don't see this guy in the golf cart again. Right. So what, He's what, busy. what happened was they got dropped off in the wrong spot. They weren't in the right parking lot. So they started walking oh, no. around looking for the car. So they're walking. It's about an hour in, okay? And they're still searching for their car. So my dad's friend had to sit down. He's like, you sit. I'm going to walk. Let let just, me walk. Just let me find. die here. No, he's like, I'll I'll find it. You you stay. Like, I'll go. I'll find. Uh, so then uh, it was another hour um, that my dad walked. Two hours. So, so we're, we're two hours in. My dad's walking, right? Oh my God. Did he lose his buddy, too? Because you no, okay. No, the, the guy. Well, oh, yeah. I know. I You know, Baptize I actually meant me. to ask yeah. him that. Like, did, were you able to go back to where he was? Was to find him, I, I think he 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 was, and, the, <laughs> and so the guys the guys looking on his phone uh. because he ha, he can see where his car is on his phone. And he's like, "We're in the wrong lot." The guy he dropped us off in the wrong lot. Like we got to get back. But my dad said he it was far from where they were dropped All off, right. and so his friend couldn't make it. So my dad then's like, "Okay, we're in the wrong lot. Can't find the car. Let me find the this find is the guy." Two hours into it. Two hours in. Let me find the guy with the golf cart. 
it's nowhere. Like yeah. the, the guy's driving other people. Like they, they're already dropped off. The guy's not coming back for them. They do eventually find him, right? Uh, this is probably two and a half hours in now. Oh they, my they, God. they find a golf cart. They The guy <laughs> puts them in, takes them to the correct lot, right? So oh. now they're in the correct lot. And it took about another, I think, 15, 20 minutes in the correct lot. They were almost at three hours searching for their car. And I, I said, I go, put set like put the alarm on, the on the car. Oh no. The guy the, the my dad's friend drove. He leaves the key fob in the car. He leaves his key fob in the car. Excuse Why would me? You do that. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, it's too <laughs> Uh, you can get in the... I, I don't know. You can drive the car. I don't know. Is he the same age as your dad or... No, he's younger. He's oh, younger my God. My he's an idiot. Um. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, so, yeah, the key fob's in the car. So, it was about... Two, and I left a full tank of gas in it for you. Uh, 232... And my wallet's on the dashboard. Yeah. And my wife is in the back naked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so about two and a half, 2.45, uh, it took them to find their oh, car. Now, my, I man. said... Because I know my dad. And like I, my hatred for traffic and sitting in traffic comes from my father, right. and, and I know it. And I was like, "Dad, like, ha, w- were you losing your mind?" And he goes, "No." He said, "Actually, I wasn't." He said, "It was taking people two to three hours to get out of the parking lot mm. because there were so many cars." He goes, "So I just walked around for that time." He goes, "By the time we got into the car, we pulled right out of the parking." Yeah, you had lot. a little well, adventure. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. curious about. Did did they yeah. wait until the race was over? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, the place yeah. would have started. Uh, uh-huh. Uh, you know, emptying out. It's yeah. like, so it's like the Mecca. Yeah. That's 100,000 he, people. That's what he said. The, the He said we would have waited in the car. He goes, instead, my friend sat and I walked around for two and a half hours. So is this one just sitting on the side <laughs> of the road, mo- like moaning? Well, or? The, no, in the parking okay. Like in the parking lot. He just sat down. He, he's a bigger guy. He couldn't do all the okay. walking. Okay. So he right. just kind of, he sat. Yeah. Oh, oh man. <laughs> I, I would have been losing it. Yeah. I, I would have been, been so anxiety ridden. Yeah. I, I would have been angry and unhappy and just the bad person mind. to be around. Yeah. I ju- just the other day I walked out of um well, I think it was in Avi at the Metroplex and uh I had gone to the liquor store afterwards. So when I came out I forgot that I wasn't directly in front of the liquor store. Oh, I was over funny. by Old Navy and I'm like cursing myself. Yeah. Where I don't know. I just walked into one store. You've been here for 10 minutes. How can you not remember where your car is? So, and that was, you know, like and I liquor. realized where yeah. it was. My sister-in-law uh she had to call the cops because because her car was, uh, well, she thought it was stolen. Uh, she, had just, she had just walked out the wrong side of the Cherry Hill Mall. Oh, so she no. walked in on one it's side. Gone. And they came, came out the other side, and it was gone. <laughs> um, do you guys know um, Jamie Apodi? Yeah. Her, she, so... Uh, she goes to my my swim club and she came out of the swim club and was like, my car's stolen. It's yeah. gone. Cops came. They had a reported oh, so whole thing. And she doesn't have her. She didn't have her cell phone on her. Her husband called and said, I'm coming to the pool to get the car. Uh, they live right by the pools. You know, he was like, OK, yeah. so walk home. Oh, well, she had a cell phone on her. So the, <laughs> the husband had the car. Oh, <laughs> man. I know um, more and more people who like if they're at an event like this, Kathy, where there's 100,000 people or whatever leaving uh, or at a, at a ball game or. Or at a concert, like for example, the Dave Matthews concert in Camden on Friday and Saturday night. That's yes, called. they will tailgate afterwards, so they will yeah. they will bring a cooler with them. Because I went uh, to the show on Friday night with Brent Porsche and, and Andrea, and um, Brent had some supplies in his car, and we just sat there because getting out of Camden is probably almost as bad as getting out of a NASCAR race afterwards. There's just so many cars, and it's such a pain <laughs> in the ass. So if you don't have to go anywhere, like your dad, at least he was kind of wandering around and wasn't fighting everybody else getting out of there. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's I, what he said. I yeah. like to leave. 
like for like a fish concert. I don't know. They, they might be playing tonight. Yeah. Uh, I will walk out either right before the encore or I'll watch the encore basically from the doors. And then bolt. So I, so I can get right out of there. I can't remember the last time I stayed to the absolute ass end yeah. of a show yeah. you, or Steve. sporting event. Yeah. Can't. Yeah. I always stay. Like, and I, I find it. It's probably to my detriment, Steve, because like you know, on, on Saturday night we took an Uber home, and you know we didn't we didn't want to worry about driving either night. I uh, bet you've caught more like very cool finales and yeah, things that yeah. I that I don't see. Is it worth it for that extra hour and yeah, a half that you have yeah. to spend in Camden? Yeah, I've missed several things because I'm always a leave early type of person. Like we went to the Phillies game last week, and uh, I said to Jason, "It was the eighth inning." I'm like, "All right, the end of this inning, we're going." He was like, "What do you mean?" Yeah, he was like, "There's one more inning. We're not going anywhere." I'm like. No, no, we're not sitting. Totally missed it. Richard Gere came out and did helicopters. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was actually a boring game that we went to. Uh, but um, yeah, I've missed things, and and I know I have, when the Pope was in town, I was with my friend and my brother. I'm like, all right, we, like we're not going to get stuck in this, and we ended where up the mi- hell am I park? We ended up missing communion. We didn't realize they were giving communion. Oh out. wow, yeah, yeah that's you, kind of a big thing. Yeah. You guys remember at the it was the festival and Coldplay was playing. I can't remember, but they, they were the band that I wanted to see the most, and Gina crashed. Lost her car. Are you remember? And she called me. Uh, miss it. She wanted me to come out and help her find her car. I, I didn't get there with her. I, I didn't. I don't know where she parked. And she was mad at me. I was like, No, I'm not coming. What? You're an what? adult. I, a, you're Figure an adult. It out. B, well, I don't know where you parked. I didn't walk in yeah, with you. you. No I was like, I'm gonna, not going to help you. You should have gone out and started at the end. Of, Is this your car? Is yeah. this your car? Is yeah. this your car? Is this your car? How little, the hell would you possibly find her? She car? was a little honked off at me that I didn't come out and help her. I was like, I'm here to see Coldplay, bro. Yeah. I'm sorry. What is the uh, is Camden the worst venue to get out of after the show? Can, oh, in, in our I, area? Nick, mm, I, I I got stuck at um, no ac- across from the ballpark. Um, or it, it was it, yeah, it was across from the ballpark with that like smaller lot on like the third base side, not like the Citizens Bank lot. Okay, um, the the other side. Uh, I mean, after a concert for at least two hours. Yeah, I mean, Camden's bad. I think the link might be the worst. It is the worst. Okay. And uh, the Jetro parking lot was, and we had parked there for a long time, me and my friends. And uh, and then at, at a certain point, we all disbanded. And now we're literally in like three different parking lots. <laughs> Somebody went to the Wells Fargo lot. We're at FDR. Another person somewhere else. But like Jetro, it took you two hours just to get out of the lot. Marissa's got a different venue. It's such a shame because it's so beautiful. But the man leaving that because you're just <laughs> getting onto those roads. You're just getting onto yeah, those Avenue twisty or whatever yeah. it is. Yeah, right. um, yeah, so like trying to turn out of there and then they do a little bit of the directing like you're closest to this exit so you have to go that way and then you get dumped off into like West Philly area. Yeah. I don't even know what it is. I think that's a tough one. Some of them have bizarre, well, you talk about Camden. So at a certain point, you can leave. If you leave at the appropriate time, you can just dart right over and you're good. Yeah. And then that changes. And yeah. then you get, you get, you go out and you take the tourist <laughs> chore of Camden and it's a nightmare. You remember so, that, that part of Camden where Kathy uh, saw the hooker a few years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The Subaru broke uh, Brent and I were hanging out there on Friday night. Yeah. That, that part of that <laughs> neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> we're just like, you know what? you uh, guys on the radio? <laughs> but Steve, I mean, it, they, they direct you south sometimes. I instead hate of getting it. Back, and and you don't have an, you can't, yeah. you, have to, you can't fight them. That's where you, the direction you have to go. And they point you back to, down towards the Walt Whitman Bridge instead of the Ben Franklin. Uh, two times leaving Camden, I took the ferry uh, over to Penn's Landing. Uh, yeah. How was that? Yeah. Um, well, it, it's uh, 
it's also another thing you have to go and stay and wait for, right. which is something to keep in mind. But if you have a problem of trying to inch your way in and out to the, you know, into these little lines with your car and play that little game of, oh. uh, you know, I want to pull in and yeah, no, yeah. you know, I'm not letting you in thing. It's fine. It's better, I think, if you want to avoid all that. But you do have to go kind of get and wait in wait line. Wait for the ferry. Huh. The ferry's already sent a group over that's got to go all the way back over and then come back right. across the river. But I found it to be a little less stressful. They should have boat Ubers for the Camden Aquarium. I'm not uh, Camden, not Aquarium. The FM Pavilion, whatever that's called. Yeah. <laughs> boat Ubers? Yeah, because they have that. Um, when I flew into Boston Boobers. one time. Boobers. Boobers. There you exactly. go. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, when I flew into Boston one time, uh, our hotel was on the other side of the harbor from the airport, and we hopped on a boat. Water taxis? Are, yeah, water yeah. taxis. Right. You know, there's a little dock there at... Um, dock? Dock, yeah. 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 At wow. uh, Camden. And uh, for a long time, yeah. I wanted to tailgate or boatgate or whatever with a with a friend before a show and then like go out to the boat afterwards because it's like have you guys seen it it's that yeah. like a little circular area where the yep. boats can pull in and yep. that must be a fun place to hang out yeah absolutely but I was not aware that people uh, are do a, uh, a post event yeah man tailgate of sorts and it's just a way to chill and not be stressed and yeah I mean Brent and Andrea and I were just sitting in the car not going anywhere for 45 minutes and then and then when you finally do get out of the lot uh, you're getting through Camden for another 20 or 30 minutes right uh, at the post tailgate are people uh Drinking beer, and yeah, whatnot? yeah, okay. Yeah. People, people bring uh, coolers, and and it's just it's really nice. And then uh, on Saturday night, we made the mistake of trying to Uber home, or not the mistake, but we Ubered home, and we, so we had to walk to like the other side of Camden by where Rutgers is. <laughs> yeah, which if you're trying to pick up your Uber, you might as well just walk home. Seriously, man. Somebody said, text in, said, uh, take the light rail into Camden. Yeah, you concert. can do that. Yeah. Where do you pick that up? Uh-huh. Right there. I mean, the light rail is, that... is right in front of the... Uh... No, I know that, but I mean, does it go across the bridge or... Uh... I don't think it... I no, it stays it in Jersey. Does, yeah. Okay, so that's if you're in Jersey already. But you could go somewhere else in New Jersey and park in... Get the hell out of Camden. In, yeah. yeah. Mm. Huh. Which you should pick it up at Madison Square Garden, Preston. Oh, yeah, let's yeah. go to MSG. <laughs> Park there. Penn Station. You'll take that through to Trenton, yeah. then you get on the light rail. Here's what you're going to want to do. So Where's... I learned this recently. It's the River Link that goes right in front of Camden and yes. the aquarium. River Line. River Line. Thank you so much. Um, but it's Patco that you can get at like 15th and Locust. There's a couple of stops in Center City, so you can take that over. No kidding. But you have to walk like three or four blocks. What? Yeah. yeah. But another, Three or four blocks? Another alternate my friends and I started doing leaving Eagles games, we hop on an Indigo bike. Those are the, like the rental bikes. Uh, yeah. Because, I mean, driving is insane. The SEPTA line is starting to be insane, especially when they're yeah. free now. Um, SEPTA is offering free rides home. How many Indigo bikes are there? There's... Oh, they're all over, right? Yeah, there's... Um, it's starting to catch on, so it's getting a little there harder to even get those. But there's like 20 or 40 probably right near the link. And then oh, if really? You, if you don't get those, you can walk down to uh, Pattis... Or, um, what's, what's Chicken Pizza on? What street is that? Oregon? Uh, I think so. Yeah, Oregon yeah, Avenue. Yeah, 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 yeah. So. Wait a minute. Hold on. So where are the Indigo bikes near the link? They're right outside the SEPTA station. Would okay. you consider taking one back to Harleysville, Preston? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but parking yeah. somewhere far away right. from yeah. there, parking, you know, I don't know. I'm trying to think of where. You, so you need another place. It's got to be near another parking uh, uh, spot for those bikes. Yeah, but they're pr- they're everywhere now. They're everywhere. Yeah, okay. and Broad That's Street, that time of day, it's like there's nobody walking. On this. I hate riding a bike on a sidewalk, but at that time of day, at that time of night, it's uh, it's not bad. 
Yeah, we've said before, and this uh, we've revealed this little secret, but the Navy Yard. Yes, is, it's wonderful. Not a bad place to park, know. and then you can even walk over. It's well, not that far. Especially if you're going 95 North afterwards, because yes. when you're coming out of the Navy Yard, there is a, you just hop right on 95 North. Yeah, the, uh, yeah. there was two soccer matches at uh, the link this weekend, and uh, the Navy Yard Hotel, the Marriott there, was completely sold out on Saturday night. I don't know if it was sold out on, on Sunday night, too, but uh, Chelsea was playing someone, I yep. don't know, who, but anyway, a lot Gryffindor. of Gryffindor. We're playing Gryffindor, yeah. <laughs> they had uh, beaten Hufflepuff earlier <laughs> in the tournament. <laughs> it was a magical event. Uh, yeah, I bet you. I wonder how often that Marriott just just jams up. When it, I have to imagine anytime well, there's a sporting event, and uh, Bruce is going to be at the ballpark in a That's few right. weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And have any of you guys uh, heard anyone who's taken an Uber from South Philly? Now they have an Uber lot. No, an so, Uber lot. It was yeah. really hard for a while because they wouldn't no. let any cars near, like Citizens Bank or the Link or anything. So now there's an Uber lot right, pretty much right near the campout lot, I think. Huh? That in? Yeah. But where do the yeah. Uber park? <laughs> so that's the thing. So it's its own lot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you're supposed to walk and meet your car there. Oh, so it's right at the train station. Oh. I was talking to an Uber driver the other day, and he says it's a debacle because nobody knows that it exists yet. Well, and don't they have to be in there at a, by a certain time? Like, they can't just stroll up right as the show gets out. Yeah, and you're supposed to, like, get to the lot and then call your Uber, which nobody does ever. Ever. Here's the explanation up on the screen here, Preston, if you want to. Uh, new Uber rideshare lot for fans starting on April 20th, which is, we're already deep into that. Uh, Uber will be providing a rideshare in lot for all Citizens Bank Park and Mills Fargo Center events. And fans should exit the third base gate. This is if you're at the ball game. Yeah. And walk along Patterson Avenue toward Broad Street to enter the lot. Request and request a vehicle, which will meet each rider at the de- in the designated area. And the lot will also include an Uber-branded lounge huh. with seating and charging stations. Well, that's really? fun. Okay. Hoity-toity. Do have the lounge? Uh, I don't know if it's like a lounge or a tent. Okay. <laughs> but no, I haven't taken it yet. So, so you, you're basically going like hailing a, an Uber cab is what you're doing. You're, you're right. Uh, you're calling an Uber, but they're it's like in the lot. They're there. all right yeah. there. And I got sometimes you. Uber will uh, provide incentives to drivers to be there and waiting for it. Mm. So, hey, Kath, your dad did he was he coming home or did he have a was no. he staying in the Pocono? No, they were driving home. Oh man! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. After all that time, <laughs> yeah, I, w- I would have left a friend. Mm-hmm. Man, I remember one time I was at a concert. This was back in St. Louis, and I, I don't remember what show I went to see, but they had a, uh, a paved area for parking, but they also had a, an area further out that I think they were eventually going to pave, but didn't, but it was it was gravel at the time, okay? So, really hard to find a designated, you know, numbered lettered right. area where your car was parked. Right, in gravel. And mm-hmm. we got done, and it might have been like Lollapalooza or something that was like an all-day event. And I remember we were out in the lot, and we were leaving, and there was there was this gal that was walking around. She didn't have shoes on. Oh, oh my God. And she's walking around the gravel lot, not able to find her car. And I remember hearing the story. She had been walking around for, like, hours and was crying and couldn't find her car. It's and her horrible. feet were killing her. And it was like, there was nothing we could do. I just don't, you know, have no idea. Uh-huh. Do you remember all. what the gravel looked like where you parked? Right. Yeah. What exactly. did that gravel look like? Yeah. I haven't lost my car in a long time, but I know that it's, I don't have any good stories that come to mind, but I know it's happened before. And it's just like so 
freaking frustrating. I, I, I'm actually pretty good. The most profound time ever of losing my car was actually years ago in college. So you'd pull off the main drag as you're pulling into the college. You'd go down to one level. So that was one level down from the street, Preston, parking lot. And then there was a little street that went down a little bit lower, and there was another parking lot. What I didn't realize is that there was a third parking lot. Oh, my God. Then apparently I parked in thinking it was the second parking lot, and I had no indication. And I'm like, it was one of those, it just disappeared. It's gone. Yeah. And it was incredibly frustrating until security came and... Perform the service of making me feel like the biggest jackass. Uh, yeah, I'll tell you one of the places I hate parking at is uh, going to a show at the Tower. Uh, yeah, and uh, and parking in that and looks not- like it's barely able to, to, to stand up lot. garage. <laughs> yeah. It's horrible. It's just, it's, there- it, 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 it smells like piss. There's garbage all over the place. It's yeah. dilapidated. When was the last time there was actually a show at the Tower? That's a really good question. I don't know. I remember after they, they took the sign down and everything that uh, I kind of stopped hearing about shows at the right. Tower. Right. Um, that's a really good question. Yeah, two question. things going for you. The bar that you love, Preston, oh, and then the garage. <laughs> Oh, did I yeah. get me started on that? Oh, my God. Uh, hang on a second. Let me go to Frank real quick. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Hey. How's it going? Good morning, guys. Good morning. What's up, buddy? So, don't take the New Jersey speed line. They close early, and they drop you off in Pensacola. What's, what's the Jersey speed line again? The river line? Yeah, the river line. Okay. Well, Marissa was at talking a certain about. time. So, if you get out of a concert late... <laughs> You, they drop you off at ten sock and you got to take a bus. <laughs> Do you know what? Do you know what time that is, uh, Frank? What time? What, how late they? What's the latest they go? It was like ten o'clock. I got out of the baseball game and it was. It dropped me off in Pennsylvania. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Oh my With God. my kids. Uh, yeah, oh. now that's even better. Oh, dude. Should have taken him around Camden. Thanks, Frank. <laughs> Appreciate it, bud. Uh, somebody yeah, had said, Nick here, it said uh, drop a pin on your on your phone. Hang on a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. like to know where your car is. Yeah. That, so, so my. Uh, desk, I've never done that. I have no idea how what, what that means or. It just gives it just gives the location, so you you know exactly you where you share, are. What's that you on can, though? You can text it to to yourself, right? It's on the um, iPhone. Show them how to do it. Yeah. I wasn't sure if it was a, a Google Map thing or. Uh, Magic. Right, well, anyhow, sorry, Dem. Yeah, I'll get. Tutorial from Casey here in a little bit. Right. It's, I mean, it's a good idea. All right, okay. so Car you go find him. I'll just I'll start all over. So you hit the, the your little map thingy. You hit the little map. I never, thingy. I never use right. the little. And map then thingy. Uh, see where the blue dot is. That's where you That's are. Where I am. Yep. Okay, so you can hit that, and then you hit drop pin. All right, all right now walk out of the so, studio for five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it just now walk to Casey. It just marks that yeah. location for uh, What I have is I have the Apple tags in, in my oh, car, yeah. and that makes it. You really live in your car. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, let me hang on a second here. Uh, Stacy lost her car. Hi, Stacy. Good morning. Hi. Good morning. Hi. What's up, Stacy? So uh, about it was in the fall. We had moved to the area. We were from Philadelphia. Moved out to uh, Plymouth Meeting area, and I went to the new Target over there. So I always look to see where my car is. You know what entrance I'm going into, and you know what row it is. And I go to Target, I get all this stuff, and it's, like, really cold out. I walk out of the entrance, and I'm looking for my car. It's nowhere to be found. And I'm walking around, and I'm walking around. So, I was finally, I had to put my car inside because I'm like, my car is gone. 
And I start freaking out, and I'm like, I know it was here. It was in this row. I'm like, am I hitting the button on my phone trying to locate it? Mm-hmm. Don't hear anything. So I call my husband. I'm like, someone stole my car. And I started freaking out. He's like, all right. He's like, he was at a basketball game with my son. And then I see a, a, a police car in the in the parking lot. And I went up to the police car, and I said, listen, someone stole my car. Mm-hmm. And they were like, all right, get in the car. We'll drive around. See if we could find it. They're driving in the parking lot. Nowhere to be found. It's totally gone. All of a sudden, they drive around the median, and I didn't know there was a whole nother parking lot. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> there it was. I yeah. was dying. That's the same. But basically what happened to me, I didn't know there was another level. And you, you it's impossible to feel like a bigger jerk when that happens. I mean, I'm in the back. <laughs> uh, how, how did the police take it? Did they kind of find it funny? They, yeah, well, I guess it happens all the time because they were like, no problem. Uh, <laughs> hey, did they give you a sobriety check by any chance? <laughs> thank goodness, no. no. Right, it was uh, 11 o'clock in the morning. All right. I was fine. All right. Thank you, Stacey. Appreciate it. You're yeah. Welcome. Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's absolutely. When you that feeling, though, that second, oh, that, yeah. for a nanosecond, even if it's quickly dismissed, it's like, oh, no, oh, no, oh, oh my God, and then you're, you, I got to call insurance. I got to, you know, all this yeah. stuff. Uh, hang on. I'm going to go to a caller named MK, who's uh, wants to mention the uh, the Uber laughing. MK, good morning. Hey, can you hear me? Yes. Sorry to bother you guys. <laughs> okay. All right. So you can help us out with the Uber live thing. Yes, so I moved to um, Denver, Colorado um, for my master's degree, and I stayed out there for four years. So I've been to quite a few Red Rock shows, and they have an Uber lot, and it's the farthest possible lot Mm -hmm. from the actual venue. You have to hike all the way down the mountain, all the way to the southest lot, Um, and it's absolute chaos uh you have to wait in a line and they basically have like people that work for uber or lyft um and the uber pulls in they call out the name and what party it is so it's almost like you're waiting for your table at a restaurant or like like a like a like a valet parking thing right yes what? But they'll call out, like, Dave, party of three, and, like, 7,000 people are waiting. <laughs> That's a so nightmare. Like, am, I, am I Dave, party of three, you know, and, like, you walk up, and it's not your Uber, and, you're just, and you get to watch somebody that has the same name, same party number get in the Uber. You're so jealous. MK, is, yeah. is this only at the end of the night, or does it happen at the beginning of the night, too? Like, in other words, where does the Uber drop you off? So um, it depends on your Uber driver. If you're if they're nice enough, um, most of the time they can drop you off all the way at the top, uh, very very top entrance. But all the partying happens on the south lot. So it kind of depends what what vibe you want to do. I, but the venue will let you get dropped off all the way at the top, but I, you can't get picked up at the top. MK, I wonder if that's the same situation with um with with here. So so where you're if you're do, running it that way, where they're calling out the you know you whose car is next uh, that's only pandemonium can result for that yeah and i it's a great idea to have like the charging stations though because you know there's ten thousand people <laughs> all standing in one parking lot no, you have no service your phone's yeah. dying yeah yeah that that, uh, that would not work for me i'd freak out yeah i'd, 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 I'd rather go far further away and, and then get an uber the old-fashioned way yeah thanks mk yeah, <clears throat> not, uh, appreciate it not have the charging station but 
they did sell Chick-fil-A in the parking lot. There you go. There you go. All right. That's, that's a tough yeah. right there. All right. Thank you. All right. By the way, listen. Have a good one. You listen too. To this story. This is. It says, I drove to Atlantic City, had a long night, was drunk enough. I Ubered back to my house in Plymouth meeting, woke up in bed with my truck still in Atlantic City. <laughs> oh, my God. That would suck. That would blow. I mean, you did the right thing and got somebody else to drive, but you yeah. know, all the way back. What do you think? It would, what, a, uh, what would that ride run you? Uh, you know, a couple hundred bucks, maybe. Yeah, something right? like that. I've What's done, most you've ever paid for a? Uh, well, I didn't pay for it, but a friend yeah. paid for a an Uber. Uh, a friend who works here uh, middays uh, <laughs> on air. Uh, <laughs> an Uber from uh, uh, Madison Square Garden back to our area, and that was like uh, you know two hundred fifty bucks or whatever. Jeez. Yeah, yeah, and the airport's like I don't know fifty, sixty bucks or something like Out that. To maybe. where you live. Yeah, yeah, out to where I am. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it's better than parking because uh, if you drop the car off there and you have to park for a week or whatever, that's going to yeah. cost you a few hundred bucks. True. All right, let me go to Chris. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Yo, bitch. Yo, Yo. bitch. Yo, bitch. What's up? I'll try to make the story as tolerable as possible. All right. Uh, so I was at a wedding at Atlantic City Country Club. My truck was at Hard Rock. My parents were at the same wedding. They took my truck that was Atlantic City country club back to the uh, hotel because I have my kids. So we and my wife stayed party, took an Uber back that night. The next morning, my dad and I walked around for an hour and a half looking for this truck. Mm-hmm. Could not find it. The only way, finally, he says, listen, if we go to the beginning of the garage and walk from the bottom up, I can find it. So we have to convince the lady at the front guard stand to let us just walk through. We finally find it. He left the lights on, so it's dead. Uh, That's why I wasn't responding. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm clicking. Exactly. See, I'm clicking it, and it's not going up. Lights are on Chuck's dead. He's like, all right, well, I got cables in my car. We go get his car. He knew where that was. We get in the car. I'm in the passenger seat. He's in the driver. We look at each other. We're like, oh, we don't remember where it was. You don't remember where it was? Oh, my God. Dude. Dude. So at least we had to come on. down to the bottom and walk and drive through this time. It took maybe another half hour, but uh, dude, I, I've done. Have you guys any of you ever done the walk Thanks. through the full parking garage to no. find the vehicle? I have probably have. There, you know where the first, like over with, with the um, the Bellevue, <clears throat> it has. There's a lot that's right next to it, and there's an entrance lot. And, and, uh, let's put it this way: the exit and the entrance look. Pretty similar, almost dramatically similar, and that will throw you off if you're as you're you're going in. I've had it happen a number of times where I'm, I'll go to the elevator and I'm like, okay, I'll hit the number from for the the the, the, the of a level that I'm on and get completely disoriented. Mm. And my sense of direction is pretty good, but I've done the three or four levels walking around looking for my car. <laughs> it sucks. I now take a picture every time I'm yeah. parking where in a you garage. are. Yeah, it's just real quick. It's easy to do. I, I used to, you know, there are some places that, uh, across from the Kimmel Center, the the parking garage. I used to go there all the time because I would do these voiceover sessions on the street at, his, at a uh, studio and they would have a, uh, a little business card at the elevator that you could take right? Uh, and it would tell you what level you were parked on uh, if you <laughs> want to. But now you can just, yeah. Taking the picture. picture. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, pretty much the easiest mm. way to do that. I highly recommend that to anybody. Uh, but uh, yeah, Kathy's dad got, uh, <laughs> he, was, he was looking for his car for three hours. <laughs> three. <laughs> so how long did the actual race last? 
last. Yeah. <laughs> About that. <laughs> no, it was, it, it was, that was an all-day thing. Okay. Yeah. At Pocono Raceway. All right, well, thank you for sharing your stories, gang. Those we didn't get to get to uh, on the phone line, I apologize. Uh, we do need to take a break because we got to get to the Bizarre File, but a reminder that it's Tattoos Day. Text word tattooed 39333. Floating World Tattoo and Piercing offering up a Preston and Steve Show themed tattoo for our winner today. We're going to break and be right back. Stay with us. The MMR app can't remember your Wawa order, but it can pair with your Bluetooth or Apple or Android car system, streaming us right into your speakers. Oh, and if you could grab us a meatball shorty and an iced tea, that'd be great. Thanks. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagles season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at acmeswoopinandwingame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right. But Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond. But he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled. Buy real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Now, WMMR presents Preston and Steve's Bizarre Final. Brought to you by Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group Red Robin and Lehigh Valley Restaurant Group's local Red Robin locations are celebrating their 30th anniversary. You can dine at your local Red Robin on August 1st and 30% of all sales are going to be donated to the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society. Visit redrobinpa.com. In New Hampshire, a boarded up window and burned pillow were simple of a dangerous morning for one man in Deerfield. Russ Pierce said that his neighbor threw Molotov cocktails into his house and threatened to kill him with a sword. You're a bad neighbor. Russ said, and I heard some banging on the back door. I figured someone was in trouble, so I rushed up without even looking out the window. I'm going to kill you with my sword. He said it was a perfectly normal day as he was getting some work done, but he suddenly found himself in the middle of a crisis. He said, I encountered someone who was all covered up around his head. He had a machete and claimed that he was law enforcement and said, Get out here. You're under arrest. No, police said. (laughs) I'm not going to do that. Joshua Layton was the person at the door. As an Army veteran, Pierce said that his instincts kicked in. He ran back inside, locked the door, and called 911. That's what you do in the military. (laughs) (laughs) Don't worry. I'm a trained soldier. (laughs) 
<laughs> he said he was trying to stay calm when something came through his window. He said, I'm looking around, trying to find some way to protect myself. And at that point, a Molotov cocktail or incendiary device came through the window and I saw a flash from the other room. And that's when the living room caught on fire. I don't want this. Pierce and his family are working to repair some of the damage that was left behind by the fire. When officers found Layton just down the road, he told them that he was with the FBI. Ah, he got a promotion. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He was arrested and is facing multiple charges, including arson and criminal threatening with a deadly weapon. Pierce says he's grateful that no one, including his family, was hurt. I have always wanted to throw a Molotov cocktail. Me too. Let's do it. Okay. Yeah. Well, we have a couple things. We want to do that. We want to fire a bazooka. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or even a Law's rocket. Yeah. Yeah. Bill's on vacation this week. Bill is on vacation. And his office is empty, so we could do it in there. (laughs) Marissa is thinking out loud. Hold on a second here. The Lower Marion Fire Training Center is right around the corner. Okay. Do you think they would let us do that? Maybe. We can ask. Hey, Lower Marion Fire Department. (laughs) Can we throw them all top cocktails? Yeah. I always wanted to do that. And we should see, like, what... What things work better than others? You know, gasoline, uh, Everclear, yeah. uh, kerosene, stuff like that. Yeah, and it won't be dangerous at all. And it's disregard the corporate lawyer's week. Yeah, that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. A woman was found dead in Montana on Saturday. Kathy touched on this in the uh, the news after coming into contact with a grizzly bear oh. on a trail west of Yellowstone National Park. The Montana Department of Fish and Wildlife Park said that the woman was found deceased on a trail near West Yellowstone. The city said that the woman was found uh, dead following an apparent bear encounter based on what investigators determined were grizzly bear tracks at the scene. You know what amazes me about this story? is that So you figure if you're attacked by a grizzly bear, that would be readily apparent. And they seem to be keying off the footprints. What was the shape of her body? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I mean, because if the bear wasn't hungry, it's right. not necessarily going to stop and feed on her or something like that. And and may right. I, who knows, man? Maybe ah, hell with, without using their their um you know their their teeth or anything yeah. like that. Maybe uh, who knows? Uh, but they said the woman was found deceased, and uh, the rangers issued an emergency closure of the area where the woman was found, which is popular with hikers. Though the department's statement said that the death appeared to have uh, followed the woman's interaction with the bear, it did not confirm her cause of death. The attack comes amid a rise in Montana's grizzly bear population. Wow. And an increase in sightings. The department put out news released last week warning visitors that staff had confirmed uh, grizzly bear sightings throughout the state, particularly in areas between the northern continental divide and the great Yellowstone ecosystems. Uh, those They employed those camping and visiting parks, carry bear spray, store their food while outside, and tend to their garbage. We took a small hike in uh, Alaska. Kodiak bear population is pretty robust, and they were there. There. And so the guy who is leading us on the hike is basically banging pots as we're moving along. Yeah. Like, kept it going because you don't know. Yeah. Well, Trader Joe's has recalled two types of cookies, and you never know why there are food recalls. But with this one is because they discovered the cookies may have rocks in them. Rocks? rocks. Yeah. 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 On Friday. Well, sometimes you feel like a rock, and sometimes you don't. Uh, on Friday, the retailer said in a statement that it had been alerted by its supplier uh, that it's almond windmill cookies. Now with rocks. With a sale date between uh, the 19th and 21st of October and its dark chocolate chunk and mm-hmm. almond cookies. That sounds good. With sell-by dates from uh, the 17th and 21st of October may contain 
rocks. Yeah. All potentially affected product has been removed from sale and destroyed, they said in a statement. But the grocery chain also urged customers to have purchased the cookies to not eat them. Don't eat the rocks. Yes. And by the way, are putting my contained stop signs. And discard the product or return them to Trader Joe's for a full refund. Any suggestions to how the rocks got in there? No. Okay. A Nebraska man is dead after a stone slab fell on top of him at work. Robert Irwin, who was 60, was identified as a man killed in what authorities are calling a workplace accident on Monday. He worked at UGM Surfaces for almost two years. Oh, my God. And that's where he was on Monday. Authorities said that Irwin was transported to the hospital but ultimately died. According to OSHA, a preliminary investigation showed that Irwin was hit by a piece of falling marble when it fell over while it was being loaded into a truck. Ugh. Did they give the uh, guess of the weight? Horrible. No, they didn't in the story, no. Uh, I, I, throw, I threw this in there. Uh, YouTuber uh, Dijon Adams, I believe, or Dijon is what he goes by, uh, has reportedly been banned from all NBA-related events following a series of stupid pranks that he pulled while sitting courtside at WNBA games. Attending the Los Angeles Sparks game this week, Adams, dressed head-to-toe in pajamas, occupied several courtside seats, and pretended to sleep during the game. Uh, His YouTube video shared on Thursday shows that uh, that's when he was given a warning by security. Uh, He lies that he has a medical condition that required him to sleep. So did he pay for those seats? Yeah. But he's mocking. He's being a jerk. He's he's saying that women's basketball is so boring you sleep through it. And he's just being a dick. Uh, Shortly after this, he was removed by multiple security guards outside the arena. Adams uh, films the security personnel as one guard tells him, uh, you're not allowed on the premises. When Adams asks if he's only banned from WNBA games, the security guard specified that he is banned from all NBA-related events. Earlier this week at a Minnesota Lynx game, Adams also sat courtside and pulled the same crap. Uh, he, uh, When a ball flew out of bounds toward him, instead of putting the ball as required, he attempted a shot and woefully missed as several players near him appear visibly frustrated. So he's just doing that he's for the clicks and everything yeah. and views. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you for right now. Just a reminder. The President's Eve Belly Flop Championships are coming up. We are going to be at Valley Beach at Valley Forge Casino and Resort. Uh, and that is on the 3rd. It's a week from this Thursday. You're invited to be there. Oh, boy. It's open to the public. And if you've signed up, and a lot of people have, which we're very happy about, please come down. We'd love to see you participate. I love that whole setup back there. You pointed out, President, it's meant to be a beach club. There's yep. sand and everything. And it's cabanas. It's cabanas. It's great. Yep. Bars, obviously. Us. They set up these little tiki bars. Uh, it's a 21 and over event. So we will be there. It's from 6 to 8 p.m. It's an easy time of day for you to come and join us at Valley Forge Casino Resort. So put that on your calendar. It is a week from this Thursday, August 3rd. So just a heads up on that. We're going to take a break. And we'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Foo Fighters. WVH. Finger 11. It's me and you! It's you and I, together I. New music. 
more of everything that rocks on 93.3 WMMR. Mentioned earlier that uh, this oppressive heat is uh, returning uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. We're going to be in the mid to upper 90s in the humid humidity levels uh, returning as well. Feeling like it's in the hundreds, they said. We had we had a nice uh, break from that. The, the weekend was mercifully a little bit more comfortable and it was just in time for one young man to take a 65-mile bike ride yeah. from the Benjamin Franklin Bridge to Atlantic City. And it was uh, the Casey, it was uh, the Ben to the Shore tour that took place over the weekend. <sighs> yeah. And you had to have been thanking your lucky stars that oh my it was uh, decent weather this weekend. That was weekend. the best day in a number of days. Yeah. yeah. And and I got to tell you, Press, uh, my cousin and I, we, we parked our car in Atlantic City on Saturday evening. And we took the train into the city. When we got off the train and we're standing outside of 30th Street Station on our bikes, I was like, oh, my God, thank God. Please don't change. All right? Like, like uh-huh. don't go changing. Don't, don't go changing. I'm like, Try and please me. It was like 7-something at night. I'm like, if you can just hang on yeah, please. for like 12 to 15 hours. That's all I'm you like, want. That's all I want. Yeah. That, that is all I want. Yeah. Um, the the ride on Sunday was and it was my tenth ride. It was the best one um, for so many reasons. And temperature was, I think, reason number one. Uh, when we left at uh, seven o'clock in the morning on Sunday, uh, the weather was perfect. Blue skies, uh, nice little chill in the air. Wonderful, great tailwind, uh, and and we just crushed it. I told you I was like a little bit worried because I, I um, didn't have some good training rides, right? And I, I chalked that up to malnourishment and under hydration not dehydration but under hydration so all last week i made sure i hydrated like a mofo i drank tons of gatorade i had electrolytes i you know i made sure i ate and all that and so that part of my my uh ride training, yep. and training w- was all set and ready to go and i had the best time ever really yes wow uh, yeah so three years ago i was like okay i want to try and get in on under four uh, hours and i didn't like three hours and 40 minutes last year was a uh, three hours and 45 minutes uh, on sunday i did it in three hours and 36 minutes Shut That's up. And with with uh with not as rigorous of training as you would like to have had no. how about that yeah i'm sure the tailwind assisted a little bit well so that's but that's thing. great i'm going to say yes the the tailwind was a major major reason why it didn't uh take as long now listen that that's three hours and 36 minutes of moving time like el- total elapsed time was still under four hours so which your average speed was about Fifty miles an hour. About fifty miles yeah, yeah. per hour, which wasn't it wasn't bad, wow. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Wow. Yeah, no, I, I I maxed out. I think at thirty-one miles oh. per hour was the fastest I went, but that was on the downside of the Ben Franklin Bridge. You, right. th- you yeah. rarely, if ever, get a tail a tailwind like that. You're always talking about how difficult it is. Oh, well. right. You know what, Casey? Yeah, we were having because I, I was down at the shore this weekend, and uh, there were there were greenhead issues. Yeah. Ooh, because it was it was a wind coming in from the west, yeah. land based or bay based wind. Those mm-hmm. little bastards. And so that's blowing in the direction of the ocean. That's exactly and so, where and we're that's headed. What you guys got? Yeah. Yeah. So, and, and in years past, usually, and I don't know why, how or how this works, but in years past, you get a tailwind all the way up until you get into a seacon, and then at, at some point, you go over this like bridge, and, you, and then you're just hitting the face with wind. That was not the case this year. Those last five miles, which have been an ass kicker for me in the past, was not an ass kicker for me at all. Um, I, I uh, There was at one point, uh, I was riding behind this guy, these two gentlemen who were from Temple University. I don't know if they were Temple Police or whatever, but this one dude was 
powerful. And we were going 20 some odd miles per hour, 22, 23 miles per hour, which is pretty decent. Uh, and I was able to keep up with them. And you, you're in these Pelotons. And so there was, I don't even know, like maybe like 10 of us riding. And I was third in line and I was able to keep up. But they say when you line up like that, you use like 20% less energy, but you're still you- going 20 some odd miles per hour. You're cruising. I see one of the things that happens in this. So I, I did a 26 mile ride on um, the second day of our vacation. And that's nothing to sneeze at either. Right. Man. But but I mean, it, it was it was all flat and it was it doesn't matter. You're okay. still pumping anyway. But but in that case, Casey, where you're surrounded with other cyclists, mm-hmm. I found that first I was like, I'm, I was getting nervous. Like, I, you don't want to hit anyone, A, and then yeah. they're kind of wobbling into you. You're, uh, you're like, listen, you know, when, when you're behind some seasoned cyclists, you know, they, they, they hold a line for a while. Okay. And, and so you can trust on those guys. But yeah, like 10 years ago, I, I wouldn't be right up on somebody else's tire. There's no way. But right. like on Sunday, I've been doing this for a little while. I, I you know, and, and I was, I don't know, maybe like this far away from wow. the guy's tire yeah. in front of me. Uh, I'd be um, grabbing myself. And they cut all that wind for you, so you're just cruising. And, uh, and and oh, by the way, uh, Marissa's husband, Matt, did this uh, on Sunday. It was his first ride. And uh, I saw him in the very beginning. Uh, they, we started, we went over the Ben Franklin Bridge, and then I didn't see him ever again. Uh, he, like, he's a monster, right? He is a beast. Yeah. And so when I was coming across the finish line, he was there with a, with a full beer, like, hey, <laughs> what's going on? And yeah, so, I, did it, I did it in 27 minutes. Well, my cousin <laughs> Cousin did it in three three hours and fifteen minutes. Yeah, I'm I'm riding, and at ten fifteen, I get a text from him. He's like, "I'm all done." I'm like, "You mother!" Uh, <laughs> but he's also like really really strong. But uh, Marissa was uh, she was videoing me as I was coming across the finish line, and Matt was right there. And I was like, "I wonder how long." I wonder how 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 long was were you guys waiting for me? By the way, because I, I was very proud with how how quickly I. Well, finished, she's all but. sunburned, so I guess. A while. <laughs> um, I it was uh, ten twenty, I think, when he crossed. So he oh was like three twenty. And what were you? Uh, three thirty six. <laughs> well, it's still very respectable, but. 3.36 move time. So really it was like 3.50. You know, it took right. me a little less than four hours to, to, to finish. But, you know, I stopped at a, a, a couple of times. But, man, oh, Team MMR raised over $40,000 so wow. far. Right. Yeah. yeah. I have to compliment. It was the first time I had been down there. Um, mm-hmm. And the party that they throw afterwards, I mean, it's, you know, there's a whole bunch of cyclists who are n- need a minute to chill and get some calories right. in yes. and some water, but they have music going. They have plenty of tents and shade. Um, the, you know, the Bud Light tents uh, serving beer and things like that. It just is a great atmosphere. And, you know, everybody kind of, you know, nods and gives each other accolades. But then when you see somebody with your same jersey on, yeah. everyone's like, yeah, great job. And you get some fist bumps and all. It's just a really, really cool vibe. That's awesome. Yeah, the team jerseys this year were awesome. They were like uh, um, uh, they look like the Phillies powder blue uh, yeah. uniforms, and uh, so I have a guy with Brights, B R E I T Z. They're the ones who do the jerseys. I uh, just knocked it out of the park. Everybody was super thrilled with it. How great that your tenth and your tenth anniversary was exemplary in all these ways. Yeah, and that you had the support of the team. You were you were a little leery, and it all turned out so well. That's fantastic. Mark O'Connor, he's the guy who runs this whole thing. Mark and Amanda are you know they they do an amazing job job setting everything up like the logistics of getting 2300 riders from philadelphia to atlantic city safely uh and after party you know the the the, the start line the, the the four rest stops like there's a lot of stuff that
that that you know has they they need to plan right all year long for this sort of stuff. So so Mark and Amanda, you guys did an amazing job. Uh, you know my team captain Sherry Ivers, she was the one who keeps us all uh, together. And let, you know if it wasn't for her, our our team wouldn't be anything. So so Sherry did uh, an amazing job. And there was something else that I wanted to I wanted to thank my friend Bob because Bob <laughs> was with me the whole time and he was so complimentary. He's like, dude, you look great. He's like, you got this like Vega. You know, he was taking pictures of me and telling me that I, that I look good and he was a great coach for me so I want to thank my friend Bob. You look good too but I just don't know how to tell you. <laughs> oh, I saw a tandem bike that I'd never seen before. It was so weird. Preston, I just keep hearing this guy going, on your left, on your left, on your left, on your left. I'm like, okay, okay, you're on my left. All right, I got it, buddy. And he comes cruising around and they're on a, you know those like recumbent bikes that kind of look a little yeah. goofy? Okay. Yeah. So it's a recumbent, not only is it a recumbent bike, but it is a recumbent recumbent tandem bike where one person is facing forward and the other person is facing backwards. Oh, that sounds wild. All right. So somebody from Philadelphia to Atlantic City is riding backwards the entire time. All right. Was the, is the backwards person in the front or the back of the bike in the direction that it's heading? Uh, They're facing backwards. One in the rear. Yeah. Okay. That would make the most sense because that would would suck (laughs) to have to do that whole thing looking at so many faces. Would that be great? (laughs) So what do you, what do you like to Wait, are they pedaling backwards? So that's the one thing. My mind, I couldn't wrap my mind around. I'm like, is she she moving her... Her, is she moving her pedals forward? And it's got I, I somehow it it's got to be forward. There'd because, be no way you would have someone pedal backwards. Yeah, yeah. But how? how? How could that all be connected in her pedal it's, forward? It's probably two drive chains, right? Yeah, right. yeah, I would think so. They're fighting each other, they didn't go fast. You're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't move. Wild. Yeah. So hey, that there's a uh, there's a guy on my team. Uh, he does the entire thing on a unicycle. Uh, you know, there are a lot of people. Uh, there's is that a, a case? Is it? All right, we're Tandem. looking at, at a tandem. Recumbent bicycle. I don't. I don't understand it. There's some some switch <laughs> in the chain that makes yeah. it okay to yeah. pedal forward. Yeah, sure. Uh, and then last but not least, I want to thank. Can I thank all of our sponsors because uh, you know our jerseys, uh, you know, are helped uh, paid for by our sponsors. So, uh, Pen Distributors, Michelob Ultra is uh, number one. Uh, number two, Visit Delco. They're a brand new sponsor. Very nice. Uh, Headstrong Foundation has been there from the beginning. Uh, so has the uh, Pinocchio's Pizza has been there from the very very beginning. And then also, I want to thank uh, who else was it? Oh, Wilson's Wilson's Secret Sauce. Yes, <laughs> Wilson. So, so not only did that. Uh, Don't you want to thank Kathy, too? I want to thank Kathy Romano. You're welcome. Yeah, I really want your dad to ride with us next year. He he wants to do it. He he's still in the parking lot, though. But he's in the parking lot. I want to do it. I just can't buy my car. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, so. Uh, thank, quickly, thank uh, your team member, Dave, has a call here real quick. Hey, Dave, good morning. Dave, you're on the air, bud. Dave Thompson. Thanks hey. for calling, Dave. All right, we'll see you later, brother. Oh, Good to yeah. Um, all right, well, any, anything else to cover on that? No, I, I, I thought we were going to talk about this later, so I'm not prepared. But uh, oh. no, 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 we're 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 good. I'm very, oh, and I want to. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. No, 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 we're good. You sure? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, all right. Uh, because that was not the only uh, event the weekend. Uh, Nick had had a, a weekend event plan with some uh, buddies. Yes, uh, Dave Matthews Band was in town. Yeah. And so, therefore, you got together with a uh, in surrounding your birthday, which you recently had. Yes, it was it was really nice. Uh, some friends came up from D.C. Uh, friends came down from New York. It was it was awesome. Uh, 
two great concerts. Friday night was a really great show, and then Saturday night was just epic. Like they they took it to another level. The energy was fantastic the whole night. Can I ask um, you just a question? Yeah. I was just curious if if uh, the uh, I remember years ago Dave Matthews concerts were legendary for people just being completely wasted. Nah. Uh, has the audience um, that matured with yep. Dave Matthews yeah. is yeah. that less the case Absolutely. now? Absolutely. I mean, everybody that walks in is uh, around my age, Steve, uh, yes. and then the the young people are the kids of people my age. So ah, it's, yeah. it's, uh, it's definitely lightened up over the years. I mean, there's still people partying, and, and yeah. it's a great time. Thanks again to uh, Jim Sutcliffe uh, from Live Nation, um, who was uh, incredibly helpful with me and my friends getting the tickets and everything this weekend. Um, but I, d- I just wanted to bring something up really quickly, because um, there was a dude, we were in section 202, row uh, P, right. and there was a guy standing in front of us in section 202, row O, and um, his ass crack was out the entire show. How much? Uh, well, the top inch. It's a perhaps. teeny little butt crack. It is a yeah. teeny little butt Aww. crack. Uh, but Kathy, see where his belt is in this photo? Yeah. It, it was pretty much there the whole time. Okay. And his hands were on his ass cheeks most of the time. So. Yeah, and, and to describe this, because Nick posted pictures on Instagram of this, the guy doesn't just have his hands on his ass cheeks. He's got his pant, his hands shoved down into his pants, into his underwear. What the hell is that about? Cupping his own butt cheeks. Right. Uh, and... And you said he was that way most of the show? Yeah. And Exposing so, his butt crack and a little bit of hair, a little tuft of hair right at the top of his butt crack. Right. And we noticed that early on, and I was with a bunch of college friends, and so, of course, we were immature idiots and started giggling. So, to this guy whose ass I posted on Instagram, I, I apologize in advance, uh, but there were two women uh, to my right, to my uh, fiance's right, Andrea, and they had, for some reason... These two tiny little plastic hands. So the women, plastic hands? hands, yes, yeah, why not? Okay. Plastic, like toy doll like hands, doll hands, doll yeah. hands. Yeah. And so uh, one of the women handed me one of the plastic hands, and I thought it would be funny to uh, put the hand right near this guy's ass crack. Were you playing guesses touching him? Uh, no, we played. We did play that on okay. Saturday, though, Steve. Oh, I won every single round. Wait, was the tiny hand like this little tiny hand that I have? Similar, Kathy. Except it was not giving the middle finger. It was Preston. just um, of that. It was just a little hand, and so. It. So Andrea has some video uh, of these ladies, and so I put a call out on Instagram because we'd really like to figure out who these women were. They handed it to us. We didn't get their contact information. So if you were at Dave Matthews Show on Saturday night and you were sitting in uh, Section 202, Row P, right next to us, we, we want to hear With from you. With a tiny hand. With uh, a tiny hand. Why do you think this guy had his hands down his pants the entire time, exposing his butt crack, squeezing his cheeks together like that? You know, if I had a good answer for you, Preston, I'd tell it to you, but I have no if answer. If I had a dollar for every time I've asked that question, it is it is. So- Certainly a weird. That. I've never seen. I can see. I know I can't. I, there's no. Listen, well, you have to go to Nick's Instagram and look at it though, because uh, you know me of all people, I'm going to make a comment. But like, it's not like it, he's got a little butt crack there. But it's not like his hands are like down and he's cupping his ass oh, cheeks. Yeah. He sort of just has Kathy them at would... the top at, at, by his belt. What he does? I he's, can't believe you're defending. I can't believe. No, no, I'm not defending know, him. I'm just saying, don't like. You have to take a look. It's not like he's cupping ass cheeks in his pants. Yeah, but here's the thing: you are you are aware of your. You should be aware of your spatial totally. and your uh, area and your surroundings. Yeah. And there's somebody standing 
directly behind you. Yeah. And you're exposing your ass. You're, you're, you're getting touchy-feely with yourself. It's going to be a little bit distracting to what's going up on stage, which is what you paid to be there for. I have never in my long life seen someone stand this way with their hands pushed down <laughs> into their pants, into their underwear. Steve, there was, there, a com- were- there was a comment on my Instagram page from a guy named Bob Orama, and he, re- he said almost the exact same thing you just did. He said, I've stood a lot of different ways in my life. <laughs> None of them has ever been double hands on my own ass cheeks with my crack hanging out. Now, mind you, if this g- person derives uh, comfort and solace from that, terrific. Have at it. I can it, see. You, you just have to understand it, it is weird. I can see being comfortable like this, kind of hooking your thumb yes. into, your, into your waistband and hanging like that. Did, and, and maybe it is comfortable to put your hands down there like that and stand for a moment, but not with somebody, you know, three feet behind you. Did he do the Mary Catherine Gallagher thing of pulling his hands out and, and sniffing them? <laughs> like that? Yeah. If I were to guess, this dude didn't know his ass crack was hanging out. How could you not? He certainly didn't know there were people getting video behind him. Right, of course. But you're, you're, you're saying you you uh, live and let live. Yeah. And uh, but that and is then we'll weird... make fun of you on the on the radio on Tuesday. <laughs> Man, I see ass crack all the time. Uh, do just, you? Yeah, just people. When you blink? What's that? When you blink? No, not when I blink. Uh, no, but I mean, you know, people who just don't maybe know that it's hanging out like that. How do you like not that? know? No, I don't know. It's, I feel, I can I tell know. a temperature <laughs> shift or sure. a breeze uh, the second it's happening. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you couldn't Or know. just that your waistline is uncomfortably low. Right. Yeah. You know? I wonder if I would know if my ass Well, pull your pants down. down. Yeah. No, seriously. Yeah. Like, I mean, I could, you yeah, would no, know. I would. I'm you would know. Yeah, would you I would feel, know. You'd feel the breeze, right? Yeah, yeah. You'd yeah. feel the plastic doll hand in your ass. Yes. When I I was, I went to the Lazy River at Maurice Pier yesterday and when the First, when I hopped into the tube, <laughs> my bathing suit went more than halfway down my my, and no. I was like, man. And I had like, I had a, a there's my, a pervert I in know. the lazy river. Gentleman is exposing his nutsack to children. Please mind himself. But I had my phone with. I had my phone in a Ziploc bag. I had a water bottle with me, and so like my hands were kind of full. So I just let it hang out for a little while, and then I saw a kid with goggles on. I'm like, okay, I got to. <laughs> Oh, my, pants up. <laughs> That's uh, my ass was hanging out, but it was also in the tube, facing the bottom down of the towards pool, the water. You know, but once yeah. I saw the kid with the with the uh, goggles on, I'm like, okay, I, yeah. I, I need to uh, I need to fix some things here. You don't need to help a spelunker. <laughs> uh, by the way, somebody just texted in and said, "Just Jackie Bam Bam." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, well, there you go. It's a constant butt crack exposed. Constant. Uh, we got some calls coming in, and I'm I'm curious as to whether it's someone it's, who can identify uh, uh, the the person that was next to you guys, uh, Nick, or maybe the guy himself crack. with but maybe butt crack guys calling right. in. I don't really know because so. you, if they, you're standing that way for the for the virtual length of the concert oh, seems really weird. The whole length of the concert. Oh, yeah, it was it was uh, his well, always. I think like I would that. just be uncomfortable arching your arms back like that. All right, hang on a second. This is not someone we're looking for, All but right. Dave's got a story to Dave! Uh, hey, Dave, good morning. Hey, good morning, gang. Hey, what's up, buddy? <laughs> I don't know if you, any of you remember. You might not be old enough. Okay. There was a nightclub in Huntington Valley called Chaz. No nope. Chaz. No, I don't know Chaz. We used to go there all the time. <laughs> and during the fa- only during the fast dances, <laughs> there was a guy that would get up, dance by himself, mm-hmm. in front of the mirror, with his hands down the front of his pants. <laughs> 
Okay. What? Oh my God. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Weird. It was probably it was Why? probably the butt crack guy's father or something. Yeah. Yeah. The hands down the front of his pants. Okay. Yeah, the front of his pants. Maybe okay. he was using the joystick to direct himself. Yeah. <laughs> Steering himself around. The momentum. He was. He would be facing the mirror while doing it. He'd watch himself the whole time. Wow. What was? Did you get the? Uh, did you get the impression he was pleasuring himself? Yeah. <sighs> I didn't really want to look that close. <laughs> or that maybe he had a mental condition of some type, or... Well, yeah, he could have been a little off-kilter. Right. Interesting. Or he's trail leading his nuts. I, I personally like the joystick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that that's how he directs yeah, his that's own that's how movement, he controls right? your dancing. Interesting, Dave. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. it. All right, hang on. Let me go. This is... I did not expect this. This no. is Megan, who is a dental hygienist, and apparently in that profession, you see a lot of butt crack. Um, hi, <sighs> Megan. Good morning. Hello, how are you? Good. Megan, what's up? So, as a dental hygienist, you know how you have to ask people to politely rinse in the bowl, and which is wonderful. Yeah. I have now diligently turned around because I physically can't stomach any more back fat <laughs> and crap, ass crack. Like with those big bigger shirts. Come on. All right, so, so this is when they when they lean over to spit. They they turn kind of. Oh, Okay. Like, my job isn't disgusting enough. Uh, Megan, I, there's no way I would have... I don't even know how that happens. I, when I rinse, I lean a little bit forward. I'm, I'm not bending myself in half. They are bending themselves in half. I have seen more ass crack in my 20 years of hygiene than I ever wanted to see in my entire... I, I think I have it up on plumbers. I, I wow. I well, we're, never they, saw that coming. Yeah. Move the sink a little closer, maybe, right? Or buy bigger shirts, people. Yeah. Don't buy bigger shirts. Hey, Megan, just start telling them to swallow instead. Okay? Yeah, yeah. There we go. Just swallow that. I don't want to see your ass. All right. Thank you, Megan. I, yeah. Would you have ever thought that a dental no. hygienist would see that much ass no. crack? And you and I are both going to the dentist today. today right? Right. So we're going to be hyper aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. We both nice. have appointments at the Wait, same day, different dentists. So am I. Shy today? Oh. Yes. Wow. Yes. It's amazing. Let's all call each other while yeah. we're at the, the dentist. dentist. Hey, what's going on with you? Yeah. I got to I wonder when I'm going to the dentist. Uh, you know what? It's uh, going back to bike riding. I used to wear just regular bike shorts, and now I wear bibs. Uh, you know, basically, I look like a King Kong Bundy. You know? Yeah. Uh, but I do that because I was always self-conscious if my butt crack was hanging out when I was like, you know, hanging over you my like handlebar. bib overalls? So, so when you, uh, when you're bike riding, you do that? Yeah. So a bib is a full yeah. outfit yeah. that you put on. Yeah, it comes all the way up and basically has like suspenders on. And so I, I, uh, I exclusively wear bibs now because. No kidding. Yeah. yeah. They wow. are really, really comfortable too, but. Is that a pretty standard procedure for, for people who do a lot of, uh, road us, biking? A, a seasoned, uh, cyclist. Yeah. 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 We like to, you know, wear our bibs. Okay. So. <laughs> Right. Wear our bibs. I remember when well, my dad started wearing bibs. We whenever he would bike, you know, to wherever we were, he would pull up and we'd go. There he is with his bib on. Uh huh. But <laughs> also, they're like control tops, so they come up over and they. they Ooh, they slim me down. They suck my uh, my low nice. handles in. Yeah, never uh, better. Here's a text says uh, regarding uh, butt cracks showing. <clears throat> uh, I went jet skiing at the beach a couple of weeks ago. My bathing suit kept going straight up my ass. <laughs> Because of the wind and water, it was really choppy, too. So I can't even imagine what the instructor saw as my full moon was bouncing around on the jet ski for an hour. <laughs> uh, yeah, that could... Uh, I, could I don't even that. know how that happens. <laughs> no. Oh, water skiing? You just, like, sometimes you're just like, well, you're all going to see my ass. Well, we have an engineer here who used to be our intern, and... Uh, 
he was intern butt crack because yeah. it's just his butt crack was always hanging Wait, out. Wait, who was that? Uh, his name's Dan, and uh, I'll show you. Dan's great. He, no, I know who Dan is, but he was intern butt crack? Yeah. He, oh, there's a picture know. Casey has. Yeah, he uh, he took <laughs> oh. a picture and signed it and Wait. Sent it, gave it to me. Dan the legend? Uh, no, 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 no. Dan. Yeah, different okay. Dan, but uh, yeah, butt crack. And uh, just a few weeks ago, I was walking past the production studio. It's butt crack. And his butt crack is hanging out. I was like, Dan, come on. <laughs> Some people may not have butt crack, butt crack awareness. I, I, it's it, got to be. It may be. Like, I, I, I have uncanny awareness. Yeah, like it, were his like are his pants lower than ours, or do they have like a like a larger? I believe, Kathy, up. that there's not that maybe there's not enough uh, ass matter to stop the downward slide. Mm. Like, <laughs> the, the that right, it, it's like, just simply a no string down. Yeah, he has exactly. no butt. Right. right. Yeah. Okay. That to me would be one of the but I have premeditating factors. I have a tiny butt, and uh, you don't you keep your I keep my pants cracking. My crack is in check. <laughs> check that crack. Yeah. Have you seen the difference between uh, John Lennon's ass crack and Yoko Ono's? No. So they're standing next to each other, then they're what? both naked. It's one of those famous, maybe yeah, yeah, it's the two virgins uh, yeah. album cover. And, yeah. and John has a giant ass crack, and Yoko has this tiny little ass crack. And you're like, how are these both people? <laughs> I now need to see that. Yeah, I mean, right. I'm very familiar with the uh, the, the front cover. There, it's full frontal nudity. <laughs> but then there's a where they're looking behind, yeah. uh, and it's a shot from the rear. I need to see that. Yoko, you have a huge vagina. <laughs> <laughs> what, what's the echo from? <laughs> I only said it once. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's not outlandish. Nah. Yeah. John Lennon's got a big old butt. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a disturbing shot. It's doing the butt. Uh, oh, my God. So, the, oh, never mind. Sorry. <laughs> We're talking about butt cracks, not John Lennon. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. That's right. But if you want to, you can. Yeah, go ahead. Go All ahead. Right. Uh, Talk about me hairy ass. I thought Kyle might have sent me a video the other day of John Lennon and somebody singing a song. And Yoko Ono was in the background screaming. Yeah. It's probably yeah, on the Mike Douglas show. Yeah, with uh, Chuck, Chuck Berry. That's it. Yeah. yeah. And they it, had to turn her microphone off. Chuck, and then Chuck they, Berry looks at her like, what yes. the F are you do? I should <laughs> fart in your mouth. Yeah. <laughs> Could you smell that? Because <laughs> Chuck Berry did fart in a hooker's he mouth, did. and it's on video. <laughs> it's the yeah. best. So that's, uh, yeah, he was a, uh, a, he was a bit of a pervert. King of rock and roll. Um, hang on, let me go to, uh, I'm going to go to Bill real quick here. Hey, Bill, good morning. How are you? Good. What's up, Bill? So uh, this goes back to 1981 at the old Spectrum Van Halen concert. So okay. pretty much the same scenario you described. Um, guy in front of us, ass crack hanging out. And on top of that, he wouldn't sit down the entire show. So two wrongs. Some- Somebody in our row had smuggled in a can of those, like, little planters cheese balls, those orange mm-hmm. packer things. Right. So, somehow, we got an impromptu game of buck crack basketball going. Oh. There was about four of us just throwing these cheese balls down this guy's buck crack. Oh, my God. Was he, was he feeling this? No, not at all. And we actually landed at probably at least three or four of them, and... The people around us were just dying. It, it was insane. Like, <laughs> that, I, there must have been a significant amount of play in his pants if you were able to get the uh, the cheese balls down his butt crack. Yeah, well, you know, if he's directly in front of you. And yeah. The, the spectrum, the seating was tight. So yeah, true. 
It wasn't like we were launching three pointers. <laughs> All right. Yeah. They were, they were sort of layups. Yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. That oh, makes sense. Uh, All right. Do what you got to do. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. All right. Make that Van Halen 81 show all that more memorable. All right, thank you. Oh, Phil. we also saw Van Halen. Appreciate it. Oh man. Well, yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, Nick, I'm. I'm, I'm a little bit. Uh, that was. That was strange. That was a new one. I didn't quite understand the because uh, I, I. I didn't see notice your. Um, uh, caption. Uh, the caption that that it was somebody. I thought it was you doing that, no. joking around. No, Let I, me ask you something. But it was a guy in front of you exposing his butt crack. After that, would you? Would, I would assume that if it was me, no, it wouldn't be me. First off, but I would wash my hands before I touched anything else. Right. Well, it doesn't enough. appear to be in his butt crack. They just uh, his enough. hands are just you know <laughs> touching his his cheeks. Sweaty ass. Um, but yeah, maybe had sweaty Dave Matthews ass. Yeah. So once again, section two hundred two, row P. Uh, if you were in that section and you brought those tiny little hands, please let let me know. By the way, uh, Nick also sent me a video of uh, Dave uh, throwing somebody out of the Whoa, show. Really? Because uh, they were fighting. I had never seen this before, hands, Steve. In his pants, like he's touching his own ass. <laughs> There was a fight. Uh, at a Dave Matthews concert? Yeah, so apparently it was uh, in the pit on, uh, this was on Friday night's show, and this guy was wearing a shirt, a yellow shirt that said, F around and find out. No, no, no. Uh, um, F your feelings. And uh, he was apparently a problem for a lot of the time during the show and got in a bit of a wrestling match with two other people. And Dave Matthews had been watching this guy uh, be a bit of a jerk in the pit for a while. This is a story that I heard. I didn't okay. see this happen. Uh, there's a, a great um, Dave Matthews Band uh, fan account called DMBGC, which stands for the Gorge Crew. And they posted this video. So I didn't figure out what had happened until the next morning. Uh, and then a bunch of people messaged me on Instagram and stuff. Uh, but apparently this guy was um, really being disruptive, being a total jerk. Oh, that's, that's and Dave a- Matthews saw that happening. So wow. to his credit... Uh, he goes over to that section, uh, starts uh, gesturing to get the guy tossed, and then Dave Matthews Band's security team goes running into the pit, grabs the guy. Apparently, he was then fighting the security. Ah. He, was, he, was, he was not a was he happy bombed? person. Uh, I don't I have yeah. no idea. Uh, he was just being a dick. You wow. can clearly see Dave Mouthing get the F out of here. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, he was he was pissed off. So. Wow. Yeah, and you know what? Listen, I, I saw get a guy get, guy get kicked out of the um, Segura show, and you can go from just being escorted out to being a arrested right if you then try to assault uh, right. you know security and stuff so yep mm-hmm. yep most definitely so yeah, it took a few different security people uh, or a few security people to get him out of the pit and get Eesh. him out of the show they put handcuffs on him but it turned out they were fake tiny doll hands <laughs> so he was able to get rid of away but bands musicians they must see fights all the time i mean they're, they're touring in you know constantly and and there's got to be one every couple of shows i would imagine at least a scuffle of some type well, speaking of incidents like this recently there was the miranda Lambert thing you saw oh, that, yeah. and so was she you, the one that got hit with a phone. Or? No, 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 that was somebody else. People yeah. have been throwing stuff. At BB Rex. What's her name? BB Rexa. I don't know. Okay, no. she was the one who was hit with the phone. Anyway, she was complaining about people taking selfies. Yeah, and if you see it oh, from yeah. one angle, it looks like she's. Um, just kind of picking out people in the audience who are up front. Well, people saying, all right, they, these people bought the ticket. They're excited. They were taking selfies. And then you see it from a different angle and you realize what's happening is that these people had sort of VIP. Miranda Lambert's doing this um, uh, residency. And so it's in a, in more of a theater situation. And the way these people are are elevated and they're taking loads of selfies 
very visible to everyone in the venue because they're up. Mm. And so she's going into this sort of um, ballad, and there's this flashing. And everyone, it's mm. like you're, you you have no awareness of what's going on on the stage. So regardless of how you feel, you see it from that angle, and you realize it was kind of disruptive right. that these people were doing it. At that moment, yes, were they entitled to do it? Yes, but it was very distracting. So here's a picture of the woman, how close she was and how high up she was, Preston. Right. Right. And that's what I thought Miranda Lambert, if you see the original thing, was looking down into the audience and people were just taking selfies. But this person is basically at eye level with her. Uh, and also, if you're sitting there doing it at uh, photo shoot level. At photo shoot level. Uh, I mean, just like yeah. uh, taking picture after picture, moving around, getting the right position. Positions and, and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, stop it. You know, just, come on. <laughs> come on. Uh, there, there's a performer on stage who this is what we're supposed well, to be. Songs about my mother that got run over by a tractor. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really care. I think you should be entitled to. I mean, if you're if you, unless you're banning phones altogether, uh, you should be allowed to take as many pictures as you want. Um, but you can if this is an issue for you. Uh, the c- comedians do it all the time. Uh, you know, people check their phones as they're as they're coming in, and they were certainly they they had the right to do it was it appropriate yeah. at that time and and the original perception was that she was just randomly going nuts on some audience members down below that it was annoying her but it was on 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 behalf of the people who would who would watching those people doing that and being distracted by it i say thank you mm-hmm. you know what i mean and yes you have the right to do it but me that person that would sit back and go dude Sit down, turn around, watch the show. Stop this. Pick your butt crack. I'd be glad that uh, that they were called out. So, mm-hmm. but uh, that's just me. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, listen. I want us to, to uh, take a break because we do have a guest who's going to be stopping by here shortly. Uh, we will come back in a moment or two. Uh, reminder that we have a uh, tattoos day taking. Yes, oh! we do. So, if you're interested in winning Preston and Steve tattoo, text word tattoo to three nine three three three, and uh, you may win a Preston and Steve show themed tattoo from Floating World tattoo and piercing at the end of the program. We'll be right back. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On on the web. PrestonandSteve.com Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. Enter Acme Swooping and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at AcmeSwoopingAndWinGame.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Free diamonds. Steven Singer is giving away free diamonds. You don't want to miss this. Everyone who purchases an engagement ring will receive a free one-carat lab-grown diamond. You must be thinking Stephen only sells real natural earthborne diamonds. Well, you're right, but Stephen will never sell a lab-grown diamond, but he will give them away. Nothing says I love you less than a lab-grown diamond. Don't be fooled by real natural earthborne diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. Steven Singer Jewelers, online at IHateStevenSinger.com or in a showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly while supplies last. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast.
Our next guest, we haven't seen him in a little while, but he's been no stranger to our program over the years and has uh, been behind, uh, well, in the in the kitchen side of things, many great restaurants in the Philadelphia area. But he's here to talk about one of the things that's taking place as we speak, and it is uh, the Barbecue Brawl on Food Network. You can catch it Mondays at 9 p.m. There's three episodes that have aired so far, and he is one of the 12 grill masters on there right now. Uh-huh. Chef Brian Duffy is here with us this morning. What's How are you up? doing? Everybody, I'm wonderful. Nice to see you, you man. You guys as well. It's Excellent. been a while. Yeah, it has been a bit of a, a stretch here. I think the last time I still used the thing you brought in last time, which is like a burger post. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing was <laughs> awesome. It was pretty cool. They yeah. wanted to sell a million of them, and they sold four million of those. Wow. Yeah. And now they're in like every dollar store around the world. It's, it's great. Ripped off constantly. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. All the yep. knockoffs. Yeah. Nice. So, all right. Um, the the show, the, yeah. the the barbecue program. Um, has have all the episodes already been? Filmed. All the episodes have been filmed. Okay. We shot in uh, Half Moon Bay in California, just oh, south yep. of San Francisco. Nice. Beautiful, beautiful area right along the water. Uh, and I've never done a competition before. Okay. A competition show, and it was a big to-do for me to do. But uh, knowing Bobby Flay, knowing Rockstrom Productions and how they put stuff out, because I've judged Bobby for so many years, uh, I thought, you know what, I'm going to give it a shot. And uh, it was the hardest thing I've ever done in my entire career. All right, wow. What's, what's the concept of the of the show? So there's 12 people. Yep. We have, there are three judges, uh, Carson Cressley, Rodney Scott, and uh, Brooke Williamson. And then they have three mentors that you work with. So you work with Bobby Lay or Sonny Anderson or Ann Burrell. Okay. So that's kind of the world. So there's four people on each team of three teams. Okay. And that's the way that it works. And you each get a, a mentor, each team. Mm-hmm. So we started out with Bobby, and then we got thrown a loop, and we got booted off of Bobby's team, and now we're on Sonny Anderson's team. Okay. Yeah. All right. And are they? what kind of challenges are they throwing at you guys? My Lord. So the first one was like a flavor challenge. They wanted to see kind of what it is that you could cook that had a boatload of flavor, utilizing grilling and barbecue and smoking and char and all that stuff. And I did a mulita, which is a Mexican street quesadilla with three different types of cheese in it. And uh, I did a really funky, like, barbecued snapper taco as well. And wow. Bobby chose my stuff, so I was really happy. Oh, that's, that's pretty excellent. cool. So, yeah. so all of them, obviously, have cultivated palates and are chefs in their own, except yeah. for Carson Kresley. Right? I'll tell you what, everybody, don't discount that, man. Really? He is unbelievable. He's got a great palate. Really? He knows food. Didn't know and that. He's he's one of the funniest dudes great. That I've I, ever come in. He's a great dude. Yeah. Besides you guys. Let me ask you, <laughs> let me ask you something about this, okay? So <clears throat> I like to cook. Okay. But what I can't do is I can't improvise well. I'm I'm good okay. with with recipes and the things that I've learned to cook throughout the years and maybe doing slight variations on those. But I enjoy the process of doing it. What I would love to be able to do is go. Well, if I put this with that and that with that and that yeah. and this and that and that, and boom, I got something fresh and new and to try that out. On a show like this, and I know you as a chef, before you're going to put something on the menu, uh, you guys will, you'll R&D this stuff. You'll go through it. You'll try it. You'll, you'll until you perfect it and get it exactly the way you want it. But uh, when you're being asked to just, uh, is this like, you need to come up with this right here and now? Is it that Pretty type much. of show? Okay. Pretty much. I mean, they throw a challenge at you. Like, you know, I mean, the first one was no big deal. I know how to, I know how to put flavor on things. Right. Okay. Um, 
and you know what's really funny is I don't remember the challenges. So as they're watching the show, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot about that. Like last night was a seafood festival. So I did a, uh, I did a Bronzino, but I salt crusted the whole thing. And then I smoked that. That sounds and good. And I did really, really cool fried rice, but I cured the eggs in salt prior to, and I smoked those. So it's like, I know techniques, but then they're like, all right, we want you to do a whole fish dish, but you've got two hours to bang it out. Okay. So it's like, those are really more of the challenges are the time constraints. Yeah, how can I get this done? Like, I know food, I know how things work, and I know how they get put together. Yeah. But at the same time, realize I don't have an oven, I don't have the normal stuff right. you would have in a kitchen. I've got grills, and I've got smoke and 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 I mean, pretty much that's it. What it's, you're working it, with it's so it's a culinary chemistry. It, you, yeah. it, it really is. And when you the chefs who know, you know what what's going to activate you know an acidic taste in something or whatever. It, it is that. It, yeah. it, it's like it is when they talk about a, like a lab. It is. So when you've got to know your basic foundational yeah. issues with that, and then you can move forward. Preston's um, a family member uh, was a chef, and, I, and he he could just go and pull yeah. stuff out of the refrigerator and this is going to work this is going to work this yeah. is going to work yep. so you said by far the most difficult uh, thing that you've ever done absolutely so uh, right now how do you feel obviously you're not going to give away the ending of the show but how, 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 how are you rising to the how do you feel you r- were rising to the challenge I mean first and foremost it is a competition right. so there's a strategy that's involved in that and our strategy and we had uh, I mean the, the people that were on my team were awesome we have a guy named Robert from Texas who is a world championship three time world champion barbecue master right okay but there's a lot different be, there's a lot different world of being a barbecue master yes because you're putting out brisket chicken ribs that sort of stuff right mm-hmm. that are coming out that are are that are absolutely beautiful so he kind of had a tough time Larissa's a woman from Brazil brilliant chef a guy named Chuck's flavor train out of California <laughs> so Chuck's French got two and a half million <laughs> followers on in on TikTok wow and he's just a, a just an unbelievable barbecue master so our whole world was about really about the the strategy that we were going to do. And they're going to focus on the meats. Right. I'm going to take care of the sides as much as I can. Okay. And that was our first strategy for the first three episodes. Chef, there are a million uh, cooking shows, right? And, and uh, some are better than others. But there's one that came out a few years ago called Salt, Fat, uh, Acid, and Heat. And they yeah. they, oh, did, yeah. they did a, a barbecue episode. And um, the uh, Steve was just talking about the chemistry. Like when you add heat to something or you add fire to something, it, you know, you can change it with just by 50 degrees different one way yep. or the other. So are you constantly learning when you're doing oh, yeah. something like this? And even, I mean, it just seems like your your craft, your art, there there is no end. There's no finish line, right? No. Not at all. I mean, for me, look, I'm classically trained. I, I went to the restaurant school, Walnut Hill College in Philadelphia. I did my apprenticeship at the Four Seasons. I worked at San Marco on City Line Avenue. Like, I've I've done all of that. And so for me, barbecue was something that I really wanted to play with about five years ago when Ardmore Q in Ardmore, Pennsylvania came up. And I didn't tell anybody that I had anything to do with it <laughs> for like the first three months because I had to figure my smokers out. I had to figure out the equipment. I wanted to know the best way to do stuff. So before I even said that I had anything to do with the place, I practiced for three months just to make sure that my rubs were right, my times were right, all that stuff. Is the restaurant school still open? 
It is. It's called Walnut Hill College. Now. Okay, that's it. Yeah, program. they used to advertise yeah. with us, and I remember very cool I place. Haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, especially because they had a restaurant on premises, yes, and you Lee. could go by and and for a minimal amount of money, get, it's like twenty five bucks or get something. food that the students were cooking up, and they're learning culinary techniques, and it's really good food yeah. and great restaurant food at a very inexpensive price. It's true. Yeah. So, yeah. Let me ask you. So the people say, you know, okay, if you're going to participate and be a contestant on Jeopardy, should brush up. Up on your uh, Shakespeare, ah. you know all that stuff, but a lot of people don't have that's not their strong suit. What would you say is the thing that is your biggest liability competing in a show like this? What's the part of the whole culinary experience that you feel your game should be elevated on? I mean, honestly, it's it really is going to come down to the equipment, the equipment, because the food you're going to figure the right. food part out. So, like, I, I mean, look, I'm not going to lie, the, the the production did an unbelievable job, but the smoker sucked. Oh, okay, it just sucked, and we. We were all texting each other last night, our group, which we are, all 12 of us, even though there's only, I don't know, 10, uh, 9 left, I think right, it is. Right. We're still in communication every single day, whether it's we're doing pop-ups together, we're doing events together, whatever it is. We still text each other every day. And last night was, because a bunch of them used the smoker, and we were all texting, ah, oh, that smoker was <laughs> such a piece of that. Like, it was just, it was like, oh, about that damn smoker the yeah. whole night. Okay, so it's the equipment that's the real, the real issue. Yeah. yeah. All right. For What's us, the- it was. What's the the end uh, game here for the uh, the contest? You win. Is there is there a prize associated? Yeah, you get a massive, massive prize of bragging rights. Yeah. That's it. It's That's always so bragging rights. Three weeks away from your family and your uh-huh. friends. Uh-huh. Hang out in another part of the country with people you have no idea. Burn the hell out of yourself all day long. Yeah, uh, or cut yourself like I did. Yeah, I cut really? myself in one of the challenges. Well, they gave us, we had to make pizzas. Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to cut onions, you're going to grate cheese. We had one guy who grated his fingertips off. Oh. Okay, that's how intense this is. And I'm oh. like, here's me banging a knife out with a knife from the early from the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. But I literally cut my finger, like <laughs> nicked it. And I've got my hand behind going, give me a cloth, man. Give me a cloth. So, hey, I, I have a question for you concerning uh, cutting onions. And, yeah. uh, and are there... Are there any great chefs out there that can't stand slicing up onions? Or do you just, I mean, you know what? I, because do you become immune to it at some point? I'm talking about the eyes. I'm fast. talking about the crying and all that stuff. I, look, we just do it fast. I mean, I know all the wives' tales about like chewing bread or yeah. cover your nose or breathe through your mouth or uh-huh. whatever it is. But honestly, if your onion is sitting out in any form of warm climate, it's going to sweat more, so there's going to be more more gases that are going to going to, going to come out of that. Right. So if you want, throw them in the refrigerator for a half hour beforehand. Okay. I have no idea if it works. I cut way too fast. Even I was just wondering if, if there are any great chefs out there that, even though they've been doing it this many years, right. it's still so it's one of my time. favorite things to cut. So anytime that I, I, like I do a demonstration, too. I yeah. always show because there's a classic French way that they taught us in school, which sucks. <laughs> and then there's my way, which is just brilliant. So which which way? Way? I love this guy. The man I taught actually, me everything. But. Actually, I made a video for Casey to show him how to properly dice onions. Oh, yeah. Um, because there, Did you I, do the slice and the slice? Yeah, Get yeah. rid of that. Uh, don't so, even do it. Shut up. Yep, <laughs> don't even do it. You're going to cut your onion in half. Get me an onion! Yeah. <laughs> cut, cut your onion in half. half right. Take the ends off, yep. peel it, and then you're going to have it. There's two. So if you cut with the grain... 
Okay. Okay. So if you're cutting like that, that is a julienne. Okay. But if I do it the other way against the grain, that's a slice. So what I do first is now I've got my half clean onion. Yeah. And I slice it into my thickness of my dice that I want. And then I come across as a julienne and then I cut it into a dice. I'll do a video later and I'll, I'll, I'll have to see that because I do the old classic cut it in half, cut yep. the ends off, uh, face it, cut side down. Yeah. And then uh, uh, slice, slice, slice. And then across this across, way and then, then straight down. Yeah. And it, and it dices perfectly. Yeah. Huh. It does. But my way's better. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm intrigued. I recently have shown someone. I was I was sitting there watching them do this, and I and I've said someone I've known for years, and eventually I'm like, Lori, I can't watch you do this anymore. Oh. I cannot watch you cut onions anymore. Watching show, anybody cut anything. Show how to do it. Yeah, so, I'm sure. Is a nightmare. Yeah. Is getting the pit out of an avocado because we, we talked about how many people get get injuries. Uh, is is what is what is the biggest liability when you're cutting or removing a uh, pit in in the kitchen? What food item? Mango. Was, mango. I knew it. I knew it. Yeah, mangoes suck. I just gave a tutorial to my youngest about how to yeah. how to take the the meat off a mango because yeah. my wife goes, "Well, you just do it like an avocado," and I'm like, "Oh my no, God, you're gonna oh, kill yourself <laughs> trying to cut this thing." So explain yeah. right there. No, explain what makes it so, uh, on a mango. It's the size of the pit, and well, it's and it's fibrous. It's fibrous, exactly. Yeah. So that that pit that's in there, that oh. seed holds on to that meat of oh. that of the mango. Okay. Whereas an avocado is fat, so you just twist it. All right, and it comes out. right out. Yeah. 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 yeah, it's a, you can you can easily cut yourself with a mango. Yeah, the other big one that I hate watching people do is is pineapple. Nobody knows how to cut a pineapple. So how do you do it? Well, you peel the outside and then you cut it into quarters, and then you keep it on your flat side and you go on an angle and you remove that yep, that, that fibrous core that's in there. Yeah. And then I have a flat surface. So now, if I want to slice, I just slice. If I want to dice, I cut it in half that way, and then I dice it up that ah. way. So it's it's just you get a much higher yield out of it. And in my house, we eat a, an unbelievable believable amount of pineapple. It's great. It's good for yeah, you as yeah. well. We Wait, love it. So you could do a whole series of just how to cut that yeah. for, for, for idiots. Uh, yes, yeah. exactly. Of, of almost any vegetable... Uh, <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah, you could we'll do, do it. Yeah. We'll do a weekly series. I'm not home every week, but we'll figure it out. <laughs> for dummies. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Wait, go back to the mango. How do you cut the mango? So, <laughs> so honestly, the way that I do a mango is I will make a slice around the top of it. Oh. So I'll cut my, I'll take my knife, I'll lay my mango down. Yeah. Okay, because you can tell the flat side of it right. by looking at it. So you lay it on that flat side, I'm air quoting, and then you make the cut across the top, and then I make the cut across the bottom, and then I run my knife along that seed and I pull it on an angle right, down okay, so it. then I get mm-hmm. that top pith off got and it. then you hand it to your children and they suck yeah. right perfect <laughs> who knew yeah. Right? yeah it definitely takes some work it's gonna be video time this week <laughs> I, as if I didn't have enough on my plate right, opening a restaurant yeah. in three weeks we're good are, are there uh, people in your uh, in this contest that uh, that you already knew or is this all new people I mean I, besides nobody. Bobby Flay and, and uh, the no really I didn't know anybody and okay. it was funny because I, I've done TV for about 18 years um, I've been in, in a bunch of different uh, lights with all that had my own shows the whole nine yards so when i walked into the hotel this guy chuck flavor train looked and he's like oh no duffy's here he's like i can't believe you're gonna be a judge and i was like sorry brother I'm your competition. <laughs> so it was kind of weird for me, again, after everything that I've done, to be involved in a competition setting. But I, I just, I, I love barbecue, and I have so much fun doing it. And I know the production quality that they put out, which is so food-forward and so technique-forward, that that was the direction. Just I for crappy smokers, that's the one issue. Yeah, yeah, except for the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> It was so bad. Like, yeah. the challenges were... 
so unbelievably hard. Okay. Because realize, like, I've got a guy, one, one of our episode number one or two, uh, I did a, I did a charred shrimp and I had somebody else doing the shrimp for me because I was handling all the sides. But the thing was, is he was afraid to burn the stuff because he's so barbecue competition forward. Right. That to burn a shrimp, is is like is 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 horrible, right? Mm-hmm. So I kept saying, "Get a char, get a char," and he made a mistake on the scallops and the shrimp. And we still love you, Rob. Okay, Rob. Yeah. we still we went home last night. We love you. <laughs> if you're just tuning in, uh, Chef Brian Duffy is here. Food Network Barbecue Brawl yeah, season four, new episodes uh, every Monday. What's up with you, restaurant wise? What right now? I'm not doing anything in Philadelphia. Okay. I, I travel about 130,000 miles a year uh, for all my other stuff, whether it be consulting, companies I'm involved in, whatever. So I, I didn't think it was fair to keep a restaurant in Philadelphia that I couldn't spend the time in mm-hmm. that I really wanted to. So got a really cool spot in North Carolina called That Place in the West End in Winston-Salem. Uh, and then we have a place in Long Island that we're moving called uh, Arcadia Retro, which is a really cool... Whereabouts on Long Island? Long Island, right in uh, Levittown. Oh, Levittown. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Ready to, we moved that over... We're finding another location for that right now. And then um, I'm involved in a company called Yum Crunch with my brothers and World Chef with my brothers. And I'm a part owner of a spice company in Germany. No idea how that happened. (laughs) I just brought a gift to Marissa because Marissa never gets food. And it's a (laughs) plant-based shrimp. Oh! Yeah. Yeah, It's called New Wave. It's awesome. I heard that stuff's pretty amazing. It's made out of mung bean and seaweed. It's gluten-free, dairy-free, low cholesterol, halal. I can go everything that it's not. And the one thing that it is is un. Unbelievably flavorful. Okay. Yeah. So there it is right there. That's the unbreaded version. Oh, wow. That's really, really cool. Uh, uh, and I, I worked with these guys for the last year, and uh, we're coming up for contract again right now. But it's a super, super cool product. 56% of American households right now are asking for plant-based products. Right. It is a $46 billion industry right now. Right. In the next seven years, it's going to hit over $100 billion for plant-based. That's pretty wow. wild. It's pretty seven wild. Seven years. Yeah. That's Man. amazing. We were just, uh, our buddy um, Steve Wilson from Wilson's Secret Sauce, he just he, added uh, the uh, shrimp to his uh, menu. Can I tell you that uh, I had a premiere party at my house three weeks ago, and Steve has always been a really nice guy, and I've seen him at Restaurant Depot, and yeah. we've never really kind of worked or met. And I called him and said, is there any chance you have a mobile smoker that I can borrow? <laughs> this guy not only lent me a smoker, yeah. he brought it to my house. I had 80 people at my house. He helped me cook. He helped me do everything. He was the last person to leave my house at 2 o'clock in the morning. He's the best. And, he was the, and his food, I stopped by the next day, and his food's out of this world. Yeah. I had an unbelievable brisket from him and the ribs are delicious. Mm-hmm. Not as good as the ones that I have. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. But yeah, he's an. What a nice family. Yeah. What do, now you do have uh, some stuff over I here. What do you have? have? I made some this? pickles for you guys. These are a spicy Whoa. pickled shallots. It's a dill pickle as well as a cherry pepper, <laughs> which I love. And then these are rib tips that I uh, I brined and I smoked and then I roasted them off so they're hot in here with a bunch of spice. Wow. And, I, and I I'm not going to lie to you guys. I I found out about 50 minutes ago that I was going to be on at this time this morning yeah. and I was sitting in my cold plunge in my backyard, <laughs> 45 degrees, chilling, meditating yeah. and my assistant's like, you know you have to be on President Steve at 9 a.m., right? <laughs> uh, so I jumped out and I grabbed you guys some banana peppers from oh, my garden. From your garden. Wow. So saute these up with a boatload of garlic and some good olive oil nice. and my barbecue spice and you're good to go. Wait a minute, you have a cold plunge? I do. What? What? Tell me what a cold so plunge it's, is. So uh, it's, I'm, I'm not bougie or rich. 
Which yeah. at all, let's establish that. I don't have like the $5,000 yeah. ceramic beauty in the backyard. I've got a vinyl tub that is in my backyard that I do whenever I'm home. I spend 14 minutes a day at 45 degrees. Wait, 14 minutes? 14 minutes. I That's just, insane. I just did one and I made it 40 seconds. So so you there's actually a really cool dude named Wim Hof yeah. who, 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 who yeah. describes and explains how to breathe. Okay. Because when you think about it, I, I, I don't know if we want to get into this, but our bodies never see stress. In reality, when we're hungry, we eat. When we're hot, we turn the air on. When we're cold, we turn the heat on. When we're thirsty, we drink. So our bodies are never in any form of stress. But when you go into a cold plunge, what it does is it shocks your system to a point that it says, all right, hold on. We need to go into fight or flight here. Right. So for me, it actually, because I've beaten my body up through mountain biking, skiing, hiking, chefing, rugby through the years, I'm in pain. So that that eliminates inflammation, and it works really well with my joints and my circulation. And honestly, it gives me 14 minutes in the morning of a beautiful meditation and just a chill time. I oh. cannot believe that you can yeah. sit in there for 14 minutes. It took I did me a hear while. I did hear that I got out too early. Like had I waited, I probably would have been able to make it like the 2 minutes that they suggest yeah. for your first time. But 14 no. 2 minutes for your first time is really hard. You want to start off in a shower. <laughs> yeah. want, like seriously, no, I started off in a I cold the shower. Sh- the cold shower is worse because it's like <laughs> so every bad. time you move there's a new uh, part of your body well, that's this is this is like really yeah. receptive right yeah. here. So everything up in here, your ears, your nose, your mouth, your neck are really big receptors for heat and cold. Okay. So when Makes you're sense. going in and you're in the shower, that's hitting. But when I go in, I step right into it. I stand there for a second. I say my little mantra and then I sit down inside of the tub. It beats the hell out of me really quick and it's about a 20 second that I that my body yeah. goes like that and then I'm complete. Okay. My neighbors relax. think I'm the weirdest dude in the world. <laughs> they, I'm like, ah, yeah. in the backyard. Yeah. If my pool is 85 degrees or less, I don't get in it. <laughs> well, I have a, I I have a sauna it. as well yeah. in my house, so I do sauna at night and cold in the morning. That's cool. So I did, I've done Dude. the polar plunge, and yeah. I remember the polar plunge we did, and the, the water temperature was, was what, 28, 30? That's, that's dangerous. Right. Time. So so uh, I forget what it was, but it, but we you went out. They didn't want you to go the water above your heart. Right. So you went out, but once you're in, not going to say you want to spend the rest of your life there, but you adapt. Totally do. Mo- I was moving and then got out and was like, okay. And then when I got back out, the air temperature was warmer. Yep. So it, it seems insurmountable, but I, 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 and you had to work your way up to 14 minutes. I, I didn't, I mean, 14 minutes was, and yeah. I started at 60 with 14. Okay. And then I worked down and then I went to 55 right. and then I went to 50 over a period of time. There you go. But the biggest pain in the butt about the whole thing is the damn ice. I, my freezer's completely consumed <laughs> with gallon <laughs> containers of Tupperware. Like everybody walks in and they're like, what is in your freezer? I'm like, I got sausage and ice. <laughs> How long have you been doing this? Uh, five months. Okay. And right. you do it every day? I do it every day that I'm home. That you're home. Okay. Right. When I'm, when I'm away, I am no stranger to filling a tub in a hotel room and doing it that way because it just, it, it is, I've never done cocaine in my life. Right. But my body feels as if uh, I, I, it was a Friday night and somebody rubbed it all over me. <laughs> yeah. So. Pre- press, it's like the cryo, but right. apparently it's better. Because uh, it encompasses intense. your whole thing. The yeah. cryo, I don't like cryo at all. I, I hate both of them. Yeah. <laughs> How many times did you do it? Kathy, uh, I just, 
cryo I've done a bunch of times. This I just did for the first time. I just did it and I did like it. I yeah. mean, and I felt better. I did feel like I had energy after. I do feel like I have energy after cryo too, though. Yeah. Um, but I want to do it again because I want to get past that mark. I, I think I got out too early. Take your break. Look, I paid $125 for this damn thing. Like it was, it's a vinyl tub. That I put, yeah. I built a really nice garden around it, the whole nine yards. And I, I, I'll send you pictures of it. I, okay. I, I it, it, at 52 years old, after what I've done to my body for as many years as I have, I had to make a whole bunch of changes. Right. So like I quit drinking coffee. This is mushroom coffee. Like I drink a brain boost that really is like, uh, it, I mean, it's, it's, it's like having a perfect night's sleep. There you go. Um, I work harder. I work smarter. I work faster. Uh, I've made a lot of changes in my life after literally just beating the hell out of What's me. What's in the brain boost? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> don't, this brain very can we, can we like, give me a little prep before we get that question Sorry. going? <laughs> you were talking about the cutting things with, and, and cooking and I was out. Well, now I'm in. Because it's I a company called Trenant that makes a whole bunch of really cool supplements that are meant to boost your metabolism and right. your brain function and stuff like that. Okay. So good, I take man. the coffee ones. Hey, you're taking control. Are, uh, yeah. are rib tips good for your brain? Because Rib tips are unbelievably good for Especially when served in a sour cream container. Yeah, that's my lunch right there. Yeah, pickles, and then I've got barbecue spice. I want a pickle. Here. I want to have one right now. If They're you don't spicy, mind. and they are dilly. All right, I need, Marissa, can you grab a, uh, a fork for Wait, me? Where's our pickle fork? I did. I by the way, if you're a pickle guy, I am. Have you ever have you seen the pickle jar that goes upside down so it gets rid of the juice? No. Well, I'm going to send you guys an app. <laughs> for that one. You know, Preston designed his own pickle that it was, uh, it was a, what is it? Did the, a collaboration with the uh, Fishtown Pickle Project. Oh, cool. And so we have Preston's Picks. Nice. Which are a spicy and, and sweet um, uh, dill, uh, right. but but it's got a little sweet in it, too. And it's fantastic. We used uh, some banana peppers to, so to bring Those it. are actually really good with a sweet component to it as well. So okay. like a barbecue sauce or something like that. Yeah. All right. Let's hear you guys go ahead. Is yeah, it, I, I, I want to see in. the reaction. Mm-hmm. I want to know more about. There's some heat in there. Mm-hmm. It's coming. Yeah. <laughs> you can feel it. Yeah, mm-hmm. these are spicier than mine. So now yeah. realize that pickle's meant to be done with a little bit of sweet as well. So imagine that with like a barbecue sauce yeah. or something like that. Yeah, look at that right yeah, there. Yeah. You guys are so good at this stuff. <laughs> I would, I would you. put this on like some uh, like some pulled pork or something Absolutely. like that, right on the sandwich, right on the base of yeah. it, with that underneath coleslaw in the middle. Yeah, pickle, pork, coleslaw, pork, and then a really good like white vinegary barbecue sauce on. Then fourteen it. minutes and in the tub, go. and you're good to go. <laughs> 14 minutes, man, and you're ready to roll. Look, I, you, you, I, I have to give kind of a, a little bit of kudos to my neighbors because I, uh, they see, they hear me in the morning. Like, there's five o'clock morning, yeah. so I'm going, oh, <laughs> <laughs> and they wonder what the hell's going on in Ardmore, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I think he, I think he craps in his garden. <sighs> Wait, in the winter? Will you do it in the winter? Uh, yes. Like outside, in yeah. Three I, hot. I also have a, a during pandemic. I bought a white trash hot tub that was real nice for four hundred bucks. <laughs> so I've got a vinyl hot tub that goes in during the winter. Um, I, I work really hard, so I try to take care of my downtime. Okay. Yes. I have a friend who follows Winhoff, and he, he gets out, and he when it when it snows, he will get in shorts, 
your yeah. shorts and go for runs. I look, like, it made a big mind, difference. Uh, the, the 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 starting of it made a difference last year with my skiing because I did kind of start in the cold shower world, not the plunge. I'm really excited to see what happens this year. All right, yeah, on the mountains Wait, because you're I'm so used you, yeah. to cold now. Yeah, huh, okay. Yeah. Hey, um, so obviously you're not in the, the restaurant biz, but you are in in uh, consulting. Well, you do have restaurants, yes. you said, but yeah. um, but not in Philadelphia. Uh, with consulting, who hires you? Who uh, restaurants or I, it's every kind of realm. So I I love to work with mom and pop shops because there are so many consultants out there that want that big payday of a massive right. company. I do work with big companies that I'm not allowed to say. I have NDAs with them. Okay. But I also work with mainly the mom and pop shops. So uh, I've got one of my favorite clients in the world is one of my best friends in Fort Myers, Florida. He's got one of my favorite bars in the entire country. We do a small food program down there, but I also monitor their food cost and I help them with labor and we come up with different features and stuff like that. So a lot of mom and pop shops because I'd rather work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, so I've got clients all over. I've done projects in Cuba. I've done projects in Italy. I've done projects in almost every state in the United That's States. The, the, the grunt work of balancing the it's, books and all that stuff. Did you love. did you take to it immediately, or did you have to uh, did you have to get good at it? So I, I I made a lot of mistakes. Yeah, I learned from some bad people in the beginning, um, but I started to finally say, "Well, hold on for a second. That doesn't make sense to me. This is how we should be doing this." Right, right. Um, so I actually spoke at the NRA, the National Restaurant Association, yeah. show this year. And they loved my philosophy so much on the on restaurants and the way that I do stuff that we're going to create a small educational track that's going to happen at that show next year. Wow. So I can bring kind of the I, I do a very customer forward thinking cool. with a food program that's involved. Yeah. All right, and Brian, we're going to wrap here shortly. But what about your, your products like your, your rub here, your barbecue <laughs> rub? Do you sell this? I do not. Oh, I, I don't. I, no, I kind of I end up just giving it away. Oh, I'm a bad businessman <laughs> in that world. <laughs> uh, this originally started. My daughters would fill the spice bottles yeah. for me in the house, child labor. When they were like 10 years old, they used to initial the bottoms of them. Uh-huh. Uh, now I have it done in restaurants and stuff like that. But uh, I do have a Duffified Spice. If you want to try what, try to buy one, go for it. Go to my website, chefbrianduffy.com. But we uh, uh, it takes us a really long time to fill them. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's like a six-month waiting list just because we're too damn lazy. So, But you can hit me up on Instagram or any of that to find out about it. So. All right. And then so we've done uh, three episodes of uh, Barbecue. How many are there total for the season? Twelve. 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 Okay. Yeah, it goes on, and it's it's hardcore, man. All right, it's really hardcore. It's crazy. <laughs> so only, only three in, and uh, it's at nine p.m. on uh, Monday nights, and find out who wins the bragging rights. Yep, uh, for taking this whole yeah, thing. What a what wonderful program! Right, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna use you for for as long as we sure. can, and then here's <laughs> well, a label. Well, listen, man, it is great to see you. You're a uh, uh, perpetually busy man, so we appreciate you coming by today, and uh, and continued success, man. I love being home, and whenever I'm home, I listen to you guys. No offense, I'm on the road. I don't listen to the no, radio. No, I would you? But I do when I'm home, and I love it. And you guys have been a part of my uh, Philadelphia experience and the growth of everything I've done year after year after year. And uh, it is a pleasure to be here and share this with you guys. Awesome. Thank, Thank you, man. You we so appreciate much. it. Thanks for the beef tip, Sue. <laughs> you got Brian it. Duffy. Yeah. Chef Brian Duffy. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. It kicks off this week with two upcoming shows. Show number one. This Friday, it's Godsmack. And Stained. I'm on the outside. 
Brent Gorse has great seats and VIP passes up for grabs in the afternoon. And Preston and Steve's Word of the Week prize is supercharged with tickets, VIP passes, plus an amazing PRS guitar sung by Godsmack. Show number two. It's Pantera. With Lamb of God, August 2nd, Jackie Bam Bam's prize coffin is stuffed with great seats and VIP passes all week. Some tickets remain to these shows at Ticketmaster. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Brought to you this morning by the Valley Forge Tourism and Convention Board. July is Crave Motco Month, a celebration with promotions that highlight the hundreds of eateries, breweries, and restaurants in Montgomery County, Pennsylvania, the East Coast's premier dining destination. Uh, this is a story I'm, I'm sure you saw, uh, but the U.S. Transportation Department is investigating why Delta Airlines passengers remain on board a plane at the Las Vegas airport and sat on the tarmac in extreme heat last Monday, citing reports that the plane sat there for four hours. Four hours. And temperatures inside apparently were, were 111 degrees oh. with no air conditioning oh, when the pilot announced the plane was returning to the gate, citing multiple emergencies. And they sat there for four hours. Oh uh, people wow. had to be taken to the hospital. Oh, wow. <clears throat> yeah, it was like Did ridiculous. they turn it into a big smoker? Was that the plan? Yeah. They, maybe they were yeah, yeah. working on that and we had no idea. Uh, but during the tarmac delays, airlines must provide comfortable cabin temperatures and begin moving the plane within three hours of a delayed domestic flight to a location where... <laughs> Passengers uh, can exit, but apparently that wasn't happen at the at. Apparently, uh, at that point when the announcement was made, passengers were given a choice to leave the plane, but were told that if they did, it could take days to get another flight to Atlanta. Delta said the time of the initial departure until the flight was canceled was just over three hours, but the airline noted the plane did make at least one gate return due to heat-related weight That's and insane. balance issues. Yeah. So, I've been on planes where they have to shut off the, the, uh, the AC system on the tarmac. Yeah. For just a little while. A little yeah. bit. And of it's four horrible. hours. It's horrible when that happens, man. Here's another heat-related story. Two female hikers have died in blistering 114-degree heat after going for a walk in the Valley of Fire State Park. Oh, Nevada yeah. State Police were called by a group of hikers after the women failed to return from a hike in the park 65 north miles north of Las Vegas. They were on the next of kin trail. Uh, temperatures reached 114 degrees on Saturday when they went missing. Officers arrived at 2.48 p.m. and requested a search and rescue team, which Jeez. found one woman dead on the trail and the other in a canyon. Uh, the state police have not released any other details about the incident, including the women's identities and their cause of death, but the investigation remains ongoing. Uh, their deaths come after five others have died in U.S. national parks in extreme heat since June 1st. The problem is it overtakes you and you don't realize and that's it. Your, yeah. your ticket's punched. Yeah. A British man labeled as the Easter Bunny by local police after he stole more than $59,000 worth of Cadbury cream eggs from an industrial complex has been sentenced to 18 months in jail. Were, were they for personal consumption or was he reselling? A court document showed Joby Poole was sentenced. 
at Crown Court. Uh, Poole has already served six months while awaiting trial and will spend another six months in prison and then uh, the remainder of the sentence on parole. He was arrested in February after he used a grinder to break through a gate at an industrial park and then used a stolen truck to tow away a trailer loaded with 200,000 Cadbury cream eggs and chocolate goods. I'm hungry. Shortly after, police tweeted that officers stopped a vehicle, presumably purporting to be the Easter Bunny, on a highway and arrested the man on suspicion of theft. Poole, I'm not a big fan of those Cadbury eggs. I, I'm not either. No, yeah. Too sweet. Uh, Poole gave up when he realized that police were after him. He was arrested and uh, the load was recovered. In Illinois, a man has died after punching through a window at a bar. The sheriff's office said uh, deputies responded to a person who suffered a critical injury at the establishment. Initial reports say the man was at the bar where he got into an argument about it with another person. He was escorted out by security, and after being taken outside, the man punched a window near the front door, causing a severe laceration to his arm and bleeding significantly. That can happen. Uh, The man, identified as 32-year-old Jonathan Banks, was pronounced dead at the emergency room. Uh, Detectives are investigating. Yeah, man, if if you're going through a window, it can can cut you to ribbons if, if you're not careful. A woman is a horrible story, okay? And but yet it's this website that nabbed another one. A woman accused of trying to hire a hitman this week to kill her three-year-old son. Dear God, three years old, out of jail. Uh, Jasmine Paez, Paez, uh, who's eighteen years old of Miami, is charged with first-degree solicitation of murder and third-degree use of communication device for unlawful use. You trying to whack me, you sick bitch? Investigators said that they were contacted on Tuesday by a man who operates a fake hire an assassin website to report that the woman had contacted the operator to arrange a murder for hire for the young child. Police said the suspect provided the address for the child and his picture to help facilitate their request. According to investigators, the woman asked that the job be completed by Thursday. Police traced the IP of the computer that was used to make the request from the website and it was the same one listed by the woman who made the request. We've, I've not been to the website. Is there an actual form you can fill out? Yeah, I believe so. That's yes. great. Uh, so police went to the, the address, spoke to the child's grandmother, identified the child as the intended victim. Based on the murder request submitted online, the boy was found safe and sound. How did you learn residence. about us? <laughs> uh, investigators then posed as the hired hitman and conducted a conversation with the woman who confirmed wow. the request and agreed to pay $3,000 for the murder assignment. Police then went to the woman's home and arrested her. Investigators do not speculate, did not speculate on a motive for the request. And a three-year-old. But said her computer browser still had the murder for hire website on it. So these are just crazy. Just a crazy person. All right, and that's it. That is the last story of the Bizarre File for the day for you, friend. We're going to take a break. We'll be back. We'll do the lesson question, the trash music news, and we're going to give somebody a free Preston Steve Show themed tattoo at some point. And there's still time for you to enter. Text word tattoo to 39333, and you might win courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Pearson on the South Street. We'll be right back. Looking for fun things to do this weekend? Pierre Robert's weekend calendar has you covered. Shows in town, movies to see, exhibits and specials around the Delaware Valley. Just use keyword weekend calendar at WMMR.com to get the list. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. On, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. Football's back, and this Eagle season, there are huge prizes to be won at Acme. 
Enter Acme Swoopin' and Win Sweepstakes, and you could win up to $10,000 cash or 2024 Eagle season tickets. And all you have to do is shop the participating items throughout the store and enter your codes from your receipt at Acme Swoopin' and Win Game.com. Acme makes sure Eagles fans have all their game day needs to tailgate or host like a pro. Stop in to discover why football is better at Acme, the official supermarket of the Philadelphia Eagles. Window Nation, you feeling the heat, mm, are you? High temps aren't the only thing that are getting you hot under the collar. Wait till you see those energy bills. The solution, call my friends at Window Nation for new energy-efficient windows. And right now you get 50% off any style window. Bows, bays, double-hung, sliders, 50% off. Plus zero down, zero payments, and 0% interest for 24 months. And this week only, you can receive an additional 10% off. 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com and tell them we sent you. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. We're getting our first letter today for the Word of the Week prize today. Just heads up on that. It's going to be a four-letter word this week, and that is coming up in a little while. But before any of that, we have something else to give away via the lesson question. And we have a pair of tickets for the Metallica 72 Seasons World Tour Live broadcast, which is coming to movie theaters nationwide for two nights only. So this will be on August 18th and the 20th. So we are going to give away tickets for you to see that. The question that we go with this morning is... George R.R. Martin is responsible for Game of Thrones and which classic sitcom from the 1990s? Who knew? 215-263-WMMR. George R.R. Martin is responsible for Game of Thrones and which classic sitcom from the 90s? 215-263-WMMR. Call right now. The trash is gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. All right, we'll get some stories and then we'll get a winner. Steve, what's going on this morning? Well, many drugs. Driver went to the beach in Malibu with her son recently, but reportedly had to leave when a nearby man allegedly started pleasuring herself. Himself, driver said she turned around and caught the man after hearing someone say, "Whack off, war child!" Seriously, wow. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Back off, war child! Seriously. <laughs> Just as Hollywood is being crippled by the actors and writers going out on strike, now comes word that a UPS strike is imminent. As one industry insider said, quote, simply put, there's literally never been a worse time to reboot the King of Queens. (laughs) And finally, Bloomberg announcing that 31-year-old Selena Gomez is about to become a billionaire thanks to her cosmetics line, Rare Beauty. In a related story, Bloomberg also announced the least lucrative celebrity product line, which is Kip Winger's Barnacle Remover. All right, we will go to the phones and see if we can get an answer to today's question. George R.R. Martin is responsible for Game of Thrones and which classic sitcom from the 90s? Not really, obviously. Uh, 215-263-WMMR is the number. And we will go to, let me go to uh, Eli, see if we can get an answer. Hey, Eli. What's up, guys? Uh, Eli, do you know the answer? I'm taking a stab here. Uh, trash voyaging? <laughs> no. No. What the hell's trash voyaging? I want to watch trash yeah, voyaging. Yeah, me too. Not, yeah, not me familiar, too. but but thank you, sir. Appreciate <laughs> it. Uh, let me go to... <laughs> let me go to Paulie. See if we can get an answer there. Paulie, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. Uh, all right, Paulie, do you uh, know which uh, classic sitcom... Or- George R. R. Martin is responsible for? Alf. It is not no, Alf. No. I thought it was Alf. Casey, <laughs> no. 
During that, when I asked that question, Casey went and got his plush elf toy Aww. and had him sitting on his lap. So even Casey didn't know the answer to that question. Right. Uh, no, this is kind of a tough one. It, it, it really isn't, but uh, people are having difficulty, I guess. Yeah, it was mentioned. It, I think it might have been... What, no, was it, it wasn't while we were talking about Alpha. No. No, we were talking about the strike. That'd be in bad taste. And yeah. George R.R. R. Martin, you had asked if uh, he was also responsible... <laughs> this other show. Yeah. Uh, but listen, we'll go to one more caller. If we don't get it right, we're going to have to move on. I'm going to go to uh, Amy. Hi, Amy. Hi. Hi, Amy. Do you know the show? Is it Growing Pains? No, oh. not Growing Pains. Sorry. Yeah, you would think. All right. We'll come back uh, at All some right. point and see if we can get an answer because, gang, I'm going to I'm gonna hit the um, the music news intro. Okay. Hang, uh, hang, 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 yeah, I'm Casey. Gonna... I'll, I'll do it. Don't worry about it. I'm going to hit the music uh, news intro. Justin and C's music news on 93.3 WMMR. Give you our sponsor, then I have something special for you. A special thing for Music News? Yeah, brought to you by Horizon Services. When you have an AC breakdown, you need it repaired today. Horizon Cooling, Heating, and Plumbing repairs your system the same day, or you don't pay. You can book online at horizoneasybook.com. So, apparently, while we were off yesterday, um, a call came in on the hotline from somebody who wanted to go on the air, but we weren't here. Uh. And we found out and said, hey, can you call back tomorrow? And I have him on the line right now, ladies and gentlemen. Brett Michaels is on phone with us. Hey, Brett. This is like my family right here. I got yeah. Don't worry about your old buddy, Brett. You're on vacation. I'm calling in saying I got a bottle. Of, I'm ready to party. And you guys are you're just on vacation. I'm sorry, man. Had I known, I would I would have worked that day if we were going to party with Brett Michaels. No, but listen, um, you you guys had the, you had the party gras on uh, Sunday. And I'm, I'm assuming that's what you called in about. Well, I just called to thank you, the fans. I spoke to Jackie. Mm-hmm. Just, a, just a sincere, uh, a sincere thank you, man. What the energy there, the party, slam pack, great time. Uh, I told the fans uh, a big thank you. Check out the video. We we do this thing called the fan cam, and we filmed all of it with the drone, the fans, the craziness. And just go to you or brettmichaels.com and check that out. And it's just a you got to see it. It's it was wild. It was just one of those the, the way of good, just a good fun over the top all hits rock show should be. Yeah, we were watching the video and it is very impressive. And it really looked like it was uh, it was going crazy. And I think if people can get a better grasp if they weren't there to understand the kind of um, activity on stage, it's like sort of like a free for all. It looks like a blast. It is a, so we, like I told you, we come out there, we, you know, it starts out, I'm singing a couple hits, I throw the mic, Mark McGrath hits his number one hit, he throws it back to me, we do a little Mama Don't Dance, end of journey, and then at the end, like Jack Blades is up playing bongos and congos, and, but all of it done, how do I explain it? All of it done within the music of the song. Right. So it's not just a, uh, a like I said, it's not just a, a gaggle screw. It's really sounds good because we're playing all the live instruments and the fans from the moment you hit that stage air, there's an energy that's undeniable. And it was just, it was awesome. Cool. Hey, Brett, did you get to meet up with our listener, Cindy, that you had offered up uh, a backstage meet and greet to? One million percent. <laughs> right before the show, we had a huge meet and greet before the show. We 
met her. We had a really, uh, again, I know we had this moment, a deep dive conversation. It was a really, she said, your music saved my life. And I said, you being around my music and the things I've been through, we're in it together. You say mine. And it was a, it was a really great moment. And she was a great person. Great That's person. Awesome, awesome. Love hearing that. Thrilled yeah. that this all worked out the way it did and that it was a big hit. Yeah, it was great. And I wanted to tell you all again, thank you. And I have two things left to say. All right. Uh, a, a, a shameless guest. Mm. I think the show was HR Puffin stuff. Mm. <laughs> no, no. It, was, it was a show from the 90s. It was an Ultraman. Ultraman. Oh, dude. I love Ultraman. Come on. <laughs> but I wanted to thank you and, and the shameless promotion. I'll see you all in uh, Grantville right down the road. And right. August 26th was throwing the same part. And we'll take care of your listeners for that. Yeah, love it. So that's going to be at Hollywood Casino on uh, August 26th. That's it. Big, awesome. Big same thing. It's the Central Pennsylvania. We call it the the Sea Jam. Central Pennsylvania Jam. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Great. All right. Well, we love you, Brett. Thanks so much for checking in, man. We appreciate Thank it. You. Thank you. Have a great day. All right, you too. Bye. Right. Brett Michaels, guys. Well, Zed, he wanted to call back in. That's cool, man. And say what a great time he had. Yep, and, yep. Uh, to say thanks. So it, it was it was a great interview with him uh, last week. Just, uh, you know, think about all the songs that band has had and how much fun they've had over the years. And he just had uh, some really cool things to say. So that was it, awesome. It is really cool. You look, yeah. And you look at the video again, it's like everyone's, all the performers on stage at the same time. It's pretty yeah. wild. Nice. All right. Well, a uh, couple of things uh, for music news, and then we'll move along. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins, Billy Corrigan, uh, is going to be the subject of a special in-person event at the Grammy Museum in Los Angeles. Uh, he will discuss discuss his career, recent music, creative process at the event, and it takes place in the evening of August 8th. And Hi, Grandmom! <laughs> Grammy. Oh, oh okay. Right, yeah, I didn't get that at all. <laughs> no. It's still kind of funny. <laughs> uh, and tickets are available to the public. Grammy. Uh, Smashing Pumpkins will launch a North American tour this coming Friday <laughs> in Vegas. And opening acts include Stone Temple Pilots, Interpol, and Rival Sons. Over the weekend, after suffering a head injury, Dream Theater bassist John Myung, or Myung, I guess I say his name, performed while seated during the band's headlining concert in Redmond, Washington. Yeah, lead singer James Labrie Damn, okay. told the crowd that the concert was almost canceled. He also included that uh, Myung was would discuss the circumstances that led to his wound in his own time. So I don't know. Well, why don't happened. we take a five-minute break? <laughs> <laughs> Look at that picture of him. He's got a big bandage on his head yeah. sitting down. Yeah. Uh, Dream Theater is going to wrap up their tour uh, Wednesday in Phoenix, Arizona. Yeah, it's music you can't phone in. No, you've got to be there. You have yeah. to be present. It's very complex. Yep. And then the final story is the fact that on Wednesday, Billy Idol tomorrow will live stream his self-titled 1982 debut album. Uh, live from Los Angeles, he'll be joined by his longtime collaborator and lead guitarist of over 40 years, Steve Stevens, God. for a one-of-a-kind acoustic performance and Q&A session. Of course, he's going to be at the MMRBQ. That's right. 16th. Uh, the event promises to delve into the iconic album's history and significance in the early 80s music scene, and it will feature stripped-down songs and exclusive footage. I didn't even think about that. I guess when Billy's performing, Steve Stevens will be here, right? It would have to be. He's been with so. him forever. 
Um, and Steve Stevens is a solid guitarist. Oh, yes. absolutely. He's the guy that plays the guitar solo on the uh, uh, on the Top Gun theme. Does he also do Dirty Diana with uh, Michael Jackson? I believe that is him. Yeah, I think so. It's a fact. Uh, so this Jack. will start at nine o'clock on Wednesday, and it is going to be. Wednesday on Twitch. By the way, so, and there you go. The last item in music news for you. Alright, we have a final break to take. Oh, Let's we gotta get an answer. Ah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I forgot we didn't get an answer yet. Alright, so we were looking for George R.R. R. Martin is responsible for Game of Thrones and which classic sitcom from the 1990s. We'll go to Kelly and see if she knows. Hey, Kelly, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Kelly, what show was it? Home Improvement. Home yeah. Improvement. Yep, hang on a second, Kelly. We are going to give you a pair of tickets for Metallica. 72 Seasons World Tour Live Broadcast coming to movie theaters nationwide for two nights only August 18th and 20th. Experience the M72 World Tour on the big screen live from AT&T Stadium in Arlington, Texas. See the band playing two nights with two completely different sets. And for tickets and a list of area theaters, you can visit Metallica.film. And with that, we have another break to take. We'll come back in a second, wrap up the program, and get the letter of the day for the Word of the Week prize. Stay with us. The MMR Summer Rock Residency at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. It kicks off this week with two upcoming shows. Show number one. This Friday, it's Godsmack. And Stained. I'm on the Brent Porsche has great seats and VIP passes up for grabs in the afternoon. And Preston and Steve's Word of the Week prize is supercharged with tickets, VIP passes, plus an amazing PRS guitar stopped by Godsmack. Show number two. It's Pantera. With Lamb of God, August 2nd, Jackie Bam Bam's prize coffin is stuffed with great seats and VIP passes all week. Some tickets remain to these shows at Ticketmaster. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks your summer. A Tuesday morning. Coming to the end of our program for the day. And uh, very enjoyable one. I want to take a moment and thank our guest, Chef Brian Duffy. Yeah, bowl of energy. We talked about everything from, you know, food and his show that he's appearing on the Food Network, uh, Barbecue Brawl Season 4. But we led into all kinds of other stuff. Like sitting in tubs of ice. Yeah. Which he does. What did he call that? A chill bath or what was it? Uh, Cold plunge. Cold plunge. Cold plunge. plunge. Cold plunge, yeah. And he does that for 14 minutes, 45 degrees. That's insane. Do you have any idea how cold that is? I was in 60 degrees for 40 seconds. <laughs> That's, no. Where did you do that, by the way? Uh, it's Somebody had, like, it, it's just a... Um, green one, you know? <laughs> yeah, but it's just like a, a blow-up one. Like, it's, yeah. And like you said, it was like 120 bucks or something like that. You set it up in less than five minutes and can just do it in your backyard. Whew. 
no thank you. But some people swear by it and love it. So uh, anyhow, it was uh, cool to have uh, Chef Duffy by this morning. And you can catch Monday nights on Food Network at, uh, I think they're on at 9 p.m., uh, but it's called uh, Barbecue Brawl. He says it's the most difficult thing he's ever, ever. done, ever. Um, I will, I guess we need to do the letter, oh, letter, or you want to do Tattoo Tuesday? Whatever you want to do. You tell me. Bro. Let's do Tattoo Tuesday. Right. Let's get, and then we'll do the letter of the day for the Word of the Week. So here we go. Giving away a $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing to Mr. John Mullen from Morrisville, Pennsylvania. Uh, so he's going to get a President Steve Show themed tattoo. And by the way, Floating World Tattoo and Piercing is located at 1729 South Street in Philly. And if you want to check out their artwork samples, visit floatingworldtattoos.com or you can check them out on Instagram at Floating World Tattoos. All right, now we can do our letter of the day. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. And the Preston and Steve show brought to you today by the letter C, as in chalk dust torture. All right, and we are going to give away a pair of great seats, VIP passes, and a PRS guitar signed by Godsmack. Uh, WMMR presents Godsmack and Stained Friday Night at Freedom Mortgage Pavilion. You can get MMR's, uh, as part of MMR's Rock Residency. Uh, tickets are on sale now via Ticketmaster, and you can text Godsmack to 39333, and we will send you a link to details, including photos of the signed guitar as well. And I forgot to thank Brett Michaels of Poison. Yeah. Last second phone call, he just wanted to say thanks to the people of Philadelphia and our radio show for having him on last week and for being a part of Party Gras, which was over the weekend uh, at the FM Pavilion. Uh, speaking of forgot, I forgot to do this uh, congratulatory shout out earlier uh, because I've been to the Shores on Sunday. So I got this email from a guy named Rob Crass. And he said, hey, uh, I want to give a shout out uh, to my grandpa, Jim Crass, who uh, let me turn that off for Sorry, you real quick uh, to my grandpa, Jim Crass, who completed the full 65 mile ride on Sunday. He's going to be 89 Whoa. next month. 89? That's amazing. And did 65 miles. Did 65 miles. He said wow. we had three generations riding with him. So it was uh, Rob and Jim and then Rob's Bob. And uh, they all rode uh, along with his Uncle Mike and son Mike and Aunt Janet. And they're greatly appreciated uh, uh, a shard out. So congratulations, guys. Wow, that's a huge accomplishment. Yes. Nice. All right, let me thank the sponsors. President Steve Show brought to you today by Elmwood Park Zoo. Uh, for tickets and information, you can visit elmwoodparkzoo.org. Also brought to you by Duncan. President Steve Show runs on Duncan. Tomorrow, Wednesday, Fox Good Day, Secret Text Word. And is he going to be in the studio? Uh, yes. Oh, my God. Mark Summers is in. Yay, the great Mark Summers. Love that. Always some great stuff to talk about with Mark. All right, that's it. We're done. All right, John, have a great day. (laughs) We'll see you tomorrow, gang. (laughs) Bye-bye.